Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty from the Unemployed Architects. This week, a little bit different kind of thing. I had uh, one of my best friends and, you know, drummer in the Unemployed Architects for eight years, nine years, uh, Derek Big D Griffin on the podcast. It's a little bit of an experiment, so I'll, uh, I'll say that the the because it was remotely because he lives out in Las Vegas so uh, never done it like that before so it was a little bit a little bit of a challenge and we ended up doing it at I think I want to say like one a.m. ended up being like a two and a half hour long chat mostly we just kind of reminisce about stuff but uh, we did it kind of a weird way because I couldn't figure out how to <laughs> uh, do it. Like, just hitting the record button on, like, Skype or something. Couldn't figure out an easy way to do it that that style. So, we ended up in... I just had him on, like, a... I think it was a Facebook Messenger FaceTime type thing. And then plugged that into a speaker and mic'd the speaker. There was a little bit of a delay, so... I'm sure we talked over each other plenty. First time I ever did anything like that, but... It was a good talk, like I said, one of my best friends, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. So that's uh, that'll be starting now. Hey, don't worry, we'll just fade this all in, and it'll sound <laughs> supernatural and nice. All right, this is our first attempt at recording a podcast uh, remotely, so this is uh, yeah, yes, bro. <laughs> a little bit weird. <laughs> We've never done it, and the way I'm doing it is probably not how you're supposed to do it. So <laughs> I got, got the the phone plugged into a speaker, and then I got it, that speaker mic'd by my iPad to pick up my vocals and you know Big D's vocals here. So this straight, is a, straight podcast with dummies, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, I qualify. I, I make that. Hey, man. Uh, this is probably level three, man. You got the second book edition, man. You leveling up, bro. <laughs> Maybe this is something different. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to be talking to you. Um, so yeah, how's the, how's the Las Vegas life treating you? That's oh, decent, man. You know, hotter weather, man. A little different food, different people. I would imagine not doing a whole lot right now with the pandemic stuff going on. Yeah, man. I mean. There's a lot to do and not a lot to do. It's just not what we're used to, you know what I'm saying? Right, for sure. It's a 24-7 town and city, if you want to say that. But does it still feel that way? Like Feel 24-7? Yeah, yeah, with everything going on. Uh, here it kind of feels... not. Here it kind of feels like everything just shuts down after like 9 p.m. Yeah. But It was like that the first two months. Recently they went to the phase two, but... I mean, a lot of cats that I know, you know, because we're all, like, at venues and stuff, so, like, they're still not open. Right, right. A lot of uh, bigger spots. But, like, could you go and get something to eat? I mean, we're recording this. Yeah. My time is one twenty six a.m., so forgive me if I'm a little on the sleepy side, but uh, <laughs> your time, then, would be 11.26, so, you, you know, in an hour or two, yeah. would you go out and just stuff be opened, or... Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, they did just start opening up some uh, bars. And I've seen some people's IGs and snaps, man. They've been going out to little clubs and stuff. So they are opening a lot of bars and little taverns. I still people go out, but uh, probably clubbing, not clubbing. Probably not in the numbers and probably try to space it out, I would guess. 
Yeah, they're supposed to be having, uh, you know, six feet apart and all that kind of stuff, man. Are they but, uh, forcing that you know, pretty hard? People. Or I hear it's going both ways, man, because I know in the casinos, they were having issues because it was more so voluntary in a sense uh, with everywhere you wear your mask. Now at the table and stuff, like you have to wear a mask. Right. But right. if you walk around, you don't. So, I mean, they're still kind of bobbing, going back and forth with that, man, with the, yeah, I mean, people's rights versus health versus right. It's like that here too. It's just it just really feels like everything closes at like nine p.m. Like, yeah, I will agree uh, with you with that, man. A lot of <laughs> spots that usually are open, they're open. I, not open. I keep. I always forget, <laughs> like when I'm like getting ready to order food, I'm like, shit, it's too late. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so I I thought it'd be cool to kind of reminisce about a, a, a sh- specifically one show I want to talk about because for me it was like a big fast blur of craziness but um yeah man, so I, th- I thought it'd be cool to talk about the house of blues show that we did <laughs> yeah um i, I know Some I of my favorite shows man yeah i mean i i remember it there's a video of it somewhere that i can kind of watch but that's I, how most of our minimal shows should be you know what i'm saying yeah well it was, <laughs> so i i i'm just uh kind of trying to get back to that spot i, I remember so we opened for Mafia, and that was like the main, that's how we got in the door. Um, yes, sir. And we'd been playing shows with them at like Fat Jack's for a long time. And uh, Mike Schiff, their bassist, uh, he he is from our same high school, kind of good friends with Blair. And uh, mm-hmm. so we kind of got hooked up that way. And we actually recorded um, up in the studio that they were recording at. So there was like a later connection. But eventually uh, they offered, you know, we could... Uh, open for him. I, I, I vaguely remember having to buy the tickets up front. I don't know if you remember that or not, but yeah, no, I remember we were trying to sell the tickets. Right, so we like I know bought I saw a decent amount because we had some people come up. Yeah, I think we and people we, live in the city that I knew. You knew too. I think we had like to pay for like nine hundred dollars worth, and we bought them at like nine, and then we sold them at like fifteen or something. So after a certain mm-hmm. point, it kind of like took care of itself. That was one of the few shows back then. Actually, one of the shows I ever I've ever made money at in Chicago. I think, I think a lot of those <laughs> Chicago shows are just so hard to make any sort of cash. But that one we yeah. actually did come out okay. We 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 definitely broke more than even. That was for sure. So about rocking with the same people, man. And yeah, that was that was a good time. Swapping riders and shit. So, um, do you remember any of the other bands that played with us that night? Yeah, because it was like a. Four or five like show a, bill. I think it was like Inanimate Objects was one name, some shit. Uh, I have no idea. Me. Like I said, it's just for some reason. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. It was uh, it was Mathian. Well, that, that it was Animate Objects. Mathian was the headliner, right? Yeah, Mathian was a headliner. Uh, animate Objects or Animate? I don't know how they want to say it. Right. Uh, jackpot donnie and us wow see yeah. this is why this is why i'm talking to you because like i i swear it was like that whole day was like 30 minutes <laughs> to me in my head like i get flashes but i just like i remember driving up I still there got a copy of that shit. yeah the whole show no i got a copy of the ticket around here oh i got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you so that that's what you i know it from seeing it but <laughs> i know it's in here i got gotcha. you yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I have a copy of at least one somewhere. Yeah. But because I remember right before we played, we 
there was another band that needed some extra tickets, so we ended up and sold like we had already broken even and made like a good amount I do of money. Remember that, sir. And we had like you know something like twenty tickets left, and yeah. they, they ended up and bought all of them. So it was just like yeah. worked out super good for us right. on the money front. <laughs> um, I remember that because you weren't even stressed out. Like you shouldn't have even been stressed out, but I mean you were a little, you know. Dude, I, I was, was like, it's all good. It was I was on a different <laughs> planet, man. I I just like it was such a big deal for me to put B there. I, I remember yeah. just seeing all the all the bands that had ever been on that stage and like every band I'd ever, you know, envied or, you know, was obsessed with has played there at some point in their career. And then you see that yeah. and it's like just felt good to kind of be a part of it, even though, you know, we weren't like the main band or anything, but yeah. um but yeah, so and and so it was a big deal. <laughs> what one of the one of the few things I actually remember from that show is I picked out this shirt to wear and I bought it and I didn't try it on. <laughs> and of course it was the only shirt I brought. I, I like was worn like wearing like a crappy, I don't know, just something to like sweat in pretty much. And then I right. changed right before the show and I like fit me terribly. And I was <laughs> I was like, "Oh great, I didn't bring one extra and didn't try the shirt on." So that was that was one, you know, golden little memory. I remember um Emily, my sister-in-law, was taking she took yeah. a lot of pictures and Ryan took a couple videos, I think. They had yeah, that's the main one we got on um, YouTube. Online. Yeah, I got it on my page too. Yeah, the Eat, Sleep, and Don't Die. Drum D. Griffith, YouTube boy. Right, right. But what what else do you remember from that show? Like, how, how 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 can you like uh, describe like the whole thing? Like, I, I want to hear your take on it. Anything you can remember? Shit, man. I guess we can go tit for tat, man. But. <laughs> Yeah, like when we I mean, got just there, riding, just riding into the city. Period was nice. I mean, we brought Scotty up there, right? So yeah, I remember nice. that. Did we all yeah. drive together? We did, man. I, I was, remember that. <laughs> yeah, we drove uh, maybe one or two two cars, man. Vehicles. I couldn't really remember exactly. I remember but, uh, Scotty being no there for sure. Because I remember yeah, him Scotty talking sure. on the way home more than I remember on the way there. I just was so uh, nervous. I think that I I'm just, vice versa, bro. I had a. Jerry's at night, I think. <laughs> right, right. You're a little foggy on the way home. I was yeah with the conversations. Right, I remember, but not specifically that one. I just remember Scotty's like interpretation of the show. We'll get to that later because I, I okay, I, uh, it was pretty comical. He has some funny stuff to say, <laughs> but uh, just in general, he's always been funny. But um, yeah, man, I rock with Scotty, man. It's a homie. I'm glad I met his ass at Olive Garden. Right, shout right. out Phil. So um, OG, OG. we drove up in two cars. Uh, when yeah. we got there, I remember it was like a parking garage, kind of. Yeah, we went out in the back, man, for receiving. And there was a huge elevator, right? Yeah, because that night, I think Nicki Minaj was in, in town. That's when she first got big, I want to say. Because I, uh, I remember they told us we couldn't park somewhere in the back. Because, you know, in the back of House of Blues, it's like a big-ass lot. Hmm. It's like an uh, encase in the back, you know, you go in kind of an alleyway. It's got its own dark backyard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I remember her tour buses were coming or parking or something. They yeah, like, I don't hey, remember that gotta... at all. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. You know, like you guys got to park over here, man. Uh, they were just telling everybody because we came in, they were directing us where to park. I remember we got out the car, we were trying to like video some little stuff, and we got to receive it. Obviously, we didn't have a ton. Did you bring your whole kit that day? That day, I'm pretty sure I played on their kit. It's like a silver. It was a silver kit. 
think. Yeah, it wasn't mine. So you just had to. It was bring... already set up. I brought my cymbals, you know, but uh. And probably your kick pedal and some sticks. Yeah, because they're actually yeah I did it. Now I remember yeah because first the bass drum had House of Blues logo on the front. Right, right. So I definitely brought my cymbalry, but I think that's about it. Right. So plus that... I rocked with Mathian anyway, because I mean. Yeah, we had to. That, that time it was Adam Booze was uh the drummer. It's before Omar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so bringing me Adam, back a little bit. Of course, Mathian, the homie Peter Conto, which yeah. uh, you know he produced this so much stuff for Chance, the rapper. He does his own stuff right now in Chicago. You all check him out too. He was always, you don't know he was for always some, so for funny. Some reason. Yeah, he was He's always a, had his own style. Man, it's good. It worked out for him that way. I feel like he was one of the ones I related to the most. I mean, Schiff. Obviously, we had known each other for a long time. Right. But as far as the new guys, I've, no I felt bias. like me and Peter actually had like a bunch of like real conversations more so than. Some of the, uh, I mean, Mathian here and there, he would he would talk, but he was kind of a quiet to himself guy, except when he was on stage. But um, yeah, he's a totally different person, man. I still follow him <laughs> today, man. I still yeah, he's he, cool. he he. I just shared one of his uh, new songs he put out. Um, yeah, I, I you know I try try to when I think about it for sure, but he yeah, puts man. out so much stuff, it's just hard to keep up with. Man, which is he got awesome. Sure. Y'all but, don't know? Check out Mathian online, man. He does his own music, produces, sings. And he just plays the instrument, does the videography, all that shit. Yeah, he uh, Chicago too. Super talented. Uh, we were, you know, we were lucky to know him. I mean, we we got to do some fun shows because of that guy. But um, yeah, man. But yeah, so uh, what what else? We we got there. It was a huge elevator. I remember the back being uh, like a maze. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, because it was like a little maze getting up there on the elevator. I think we got in the wrong elevator at first, or I think I was. Messing with the lady, she came in with the buffet car. I was like, "Oh yeah, is that for me?" She's like, "No, it's for the artist." We're like, "Oh yeah, we're in the band." She's like, yeah, oh, I, I guess it's for you then. I vaguely, <laughs> vaguely remember that, but I was like, "I'm not eating. I can't. I can't eat right now." Yeah, you, can, you didn't eat. Me and Blair, though. me and Blair was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember going up and so kind of waiting in the back room for our sound check a little bit, and then yeah. We went and set up. I remember Kev, we had him use a, a bass pedal that it was like a weird bass pedal that had a tuner in it because we didn't want him using a snark. We wanted him using a pedal tuner so he could Think mute it. Like but then there was something weird that kept going on with it, like in the sound check and in the stage. And I re definitely remember them saying um, they could do the lights if we paid them like a hundred bucks. Yeah, we had to pay them a couple of hundred bucks, a hundred or two. I can't remember the exact amount. I, I, all I know yeah. is back then I just kind of I just kind of laughed because I was like, "There's no way I'm paying <laughs> you to do that." Even though it would have made the show probably way cooler for sure, but yeah. But yeah, that's uh, all good, man. We had plenty of other light shows after that. Right, it still showed up nice. Right, it was just it, it was a good experience, man. It would have been cool if uh, there was a cool light show going on, but it would have been better, yeah. I think. But. Um, and then, so before we played, I remember we were all kind of huddled up in the back there, to kind of just yeah. nervously talk. We, I one, one minor detail. I remember we had planned for I think a forty-five minute set, and then they tried to cut us at the last second to forty minutes, and we were Are like, we still play? <laughs> "Well, we were like, let's just start early then. Who cares? Like, we'll just start five minutes early. I want to play our set, you know, the one that we've mm -hmm. been." working on for the last month or two and it yeah. was, i mean it was probably like eight songs or something it wasn't anything too crazy i 
but then uh so we were all kind of Sophie squeezed in like nine songs or ten bro i remember they were trying to press us yeah and i was like no bro it I was just like, always like, always happens that way and i mean yeah, it's, it was I, out of respect man whatever they were saying i was like nah fuck that we'll get this done I'm like no nah, we're doing this shit right right just like an envy it was your birthday and that band from like where they from michigan yeah they that, were, that was like a 12-piece band and they were trying to, we, we were playing because they never showed up. Yeah, they were, we were late. To be yeah. Late. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. We were the headliners, but then they came, like, 11 o'clock to, like, hey, man, while we're playing, like, hey, you guys just play a couple songs and we finish on tonight because we have, like, a couple of fans, four of our MySpaces that are here. <laughs> and then they were, and then, they were like, I got a third. Mad, bro. I got into his face. I was like, fuck that. It's his birthday. Y'all didn't even call shit. We've been calling you all night, bro. It was, like, the 30-piece band that they would have had to, like, completely sound check yeah. and... That's just like a different stage. A different, yeah. That stage was not big. I mean, it was small for all four of us. Even though it was a college campus, but <laughs> right, still. So bro, then you can't that, call nobody. We've been blowing up your line all night, bro. You better go outside, and collect some change, and play, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah with that. Well, I do remember trying to reach out to them like a bunch of times to try to figure out when they were going to get there, when they were going to sound check. And Envy, yeah, we did in the venue. Did uh, Lady Barton? I forgot what her name was. She was cool though. It was that that place. That bar was always a hassle because the soundboard was all the way up the stairs. If you wanted to use their <laughs> stuff, and they they like were they had a sound guy sometimes, and then I I did it sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It was always that was where it was we, like DIY shit. That's where we really started though, as like the the form we were in though with you yeah. Blair and Kev and I. Yeah. You know, it was Envy Open Mic. I think what the show you're talking about, it might have actually already switched to the Firehouse Pizza. Yeah, but, by then uh, it was Firehouse. I think I made the flyer for that with the crowd. And yeah, stuff. I do remember that flyer. That was a good one. Yeah, um, thanks, but, bro. Shit, was that Microsoft Paint or something? <laughs> probably. That's all Shoot. I know. I still probably couldn't. I don't know. You, you can. <laughs> I, I could maybe make one with with Word or something. But I yeah. Pick Monkey was one I've used recently. But I I, I just mm. know nothing about anything. But yeah, um, that's before the big apps. <laughs> but I was gonna. Yeah, I feel like you'd be good at that stuff now. More more so than I am. But. Um, <laughs> But uh, okay, so well, the curtain well, the curtain <laughs> the curtain goes up at the House of Blues. Yeah, man. Do you remember that? I, I like. That. Oh yeah, man. I was ready to go, bro. I remember Ross Graves was in the front, man. I remember seeing Mel. Big Chad. Big Chad was. Uh, yeah, Chad stands out tall. I mean, he's easy to spot. He but was to the. the uh, he was to the right of Ross, technically. I definitely remember the Mathian being a, a like probably shift. He was a little nervous because. There wasn't a lot of people there, like, early, I guess. But, yeah. like... That's any night. Well, yeah. yeah, we were the first band of a four or five band bill, you know? It right. probably wasn't... Most of our friends weren't even going to get there till late. But, I mean... Yeah. Anyway, I remember, like, when we started, it was a little thin. But, like, you know, a couple songs in, it was it was really filled out. And I remember seeing a lot of people that we know in the crowd. Yeah. And we're like... Phew. I was kind of relieved... But yeah, I did. That's the first time my dad saw me play too, like oh, in a rock awesome. band. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, I remember being very, and this this is the the part I was going to talk about with Scotty. Scotty was like, you know, sure. the curtains the curtains opened, and you all just had <laughs> such big eyes, and you all looked so nervous. It took you like two or three songs to really get comfortable. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. I probably never even really got there, honestly. I, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Shit, I was ready to go. 
yeah, I, we played we played Misery. I remember yeah. that? That was our opener. We played Misery a little fast, but we needed that though. We played probably everything a little fast. If I had to yeah. guess, we sleeping on dies that tick fast. That's what I pretty much gauge it on. <laughs> right. So at the end of the night, so if like we were still like crack speed, that means we've been pumping, but. <laughs> Well, it was a decent little pace in an eight-song set, you know, or to nine song or whatever we ended up. It yeah. did, you know, you you end up and trying to fit Hopefully. everything in. So you're you you're and, and that's true too. It's all adrenaline, especially playing in a place like that where you just like the lights yeah. hit you. I don't know. For me, it was just weird. Everything was weird. I I felt like I didn't get a great monitor mix. Jeff came and did sound for us of that, right? Yeah, I feel like he did. Yeah, he was there. So he must have been in our little entourage that night. I keep forgetting how early Jeff started with us and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Art Vandalay. That's uh, yeah. where he really kind of got going. And he, he did sound for us a lot, I think. Yeah. But um, That should be recorded was cool, too, man. Because I recorded that whole album when, like, I had an hour to do it or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it was one day, I think, probably a four-hour session. Yes, everybody, just... our Vandalay is an awesome album, but <laughs> I didn't really get a chance to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's, cool, how, that's how recording has always been, yeah, with a full band. Like, <laughs> I feel like we've never... I mean, uh, Design Shine, we definitely had a little bit more time to yeah. play with. We had like two 12-hour like, yeah, days. I had like three sessions, three, three full-wheel sessions. I feel like we did like a couple twelve hours, and maybe we did like a shorter one or something. But um, where we, you know, took took takes like two hours to set up, and then we blocked out a couple days of that so we could leave the set. And, and uh, it rained that one day too. Me and Jeff were there. Oh yeah, do yeah. shit for like an hour or two. Yeah, and we're surprised. He's like, "You don't hear that?" And I was like, "No." He played. I was like. Well, I can hardly hear that shit, but if I'm playing, ain't nobody gonna hear that shit. <laughs> right. Well, I was like, I'll add a rain stick just because. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was meant to be. So, anything else notable about the House of Blues? I remember I didn't really feel like I performed. Yeah, man, my pops came. Great. Mel Ruby came through. You know, we used to play house parties. That met her at Olive Garden, too, back in the day. OG. Oh, okay. And we used to play all those house parties. Yeah, like apartments. <laughs> yeah. We used to run around the town, man. Yeah. But, uh, that was one of our concrete houses, and then she'd tell other people. Of course, you know, us knowing people from ISU and everything, and Blair's people, random people from, like, Eureka, right. and coming back to blow known all that shit. I'm just Part trying to... language while the kids is just about PG-13. <laughs> I, I think I say shit. I say shit a lot sometimes, but uh, trying so, to curb it down. It's probably all good. Um <laughs> So any, I'm just trying to think if there was anything else notable that night. I remember coming out and watching Mathian show and thinking it was pretty good, but I don't yeah, know. Man, I just, just such a blur that. I remember to me. talking to my auntie Phil in the back on the phone. You know, I just hit up my family. I texted some of my family that live in the city in uh, in Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. my cousins who never seen me play or never seen me play like that. You know, or let alone like rock or indie rock type music you know what i'm saying right just a completely I mean, some of my thing. uncles and them i knew they couldn't make it they all hit me up like, yeah all right cuz yeah man all right nephew you know <laughs> do your thing you know so that's always nice love you know i feel like i represent for them my family because that's where my blood comes from so that's why i, I love it up there right in a right. sense but uh the, yeah they came out, the homies came out i know we killed that show everybody was going crazy and shit everybody i remember the whole night after that because Honestly, I didn't even get to enjoy it as much. I mean, I got caught Mathian set at the end. Some right. of the other bands I saw a little bit, but 
Like, seriously, every time I was walking around, someone was like, hey, man, you in that band. Hey, man, you guys are clean. Like, man, where are you guys from? Where are you guys <laughs> See, I Like, all random people. It was I cool. I liked it. I feel like I always wait for people to do that, and then everybody, nobody does. Nobody ever comes up to me yeah. and says anything. <laughs> You're crazy, bro. <laughs> it's true. I, I put off a weird... Sometimes you do have that punch you in the face with, but I also kind of stand out, too. Yeah, you know I, I think... I don't have I don't have like a look or anything, so yeah. I blend in. I walk maybe. around with my little Nike backpack, so like, oh yeah, that's the drum I remember. Yeah, you so were, like yeah. You were always a lot better at that part of it than I was for sure. <laughs> I still am bad. I'm trying remember to, you, though, bro. Trying to get better. I don't know how to get better, but <laughs> hey, man, you're doing every day, man. Yeah, people still uh, message me all the time, like, hey, man, just want you know I saw Ty, <laughs> I saw him playing, I saw Unpo Architect sign, so I went to go check him out. So yeah. man, they still know what's up, man. I know, it's 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 definitely a little bit different different of an animal, but uh, <laughs> I like that phrase. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't I don't know if there's much else about the House of Blues. I guess that's kind of it. I, I wish that I wish yeah, that I would have been more aware the whole time, I, but I was just too. I got that. Up. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, baby girl over here wants a kiss. I came in the room real quick. Oh, that's all good. Get back out. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just feel like it just went so fast, and I was so in my head the whole time. And yeah, I probably I probably got three or four hard minutes in Eat, Sleep, and Don't Die where I was like really letting loose, and that was that was about the 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 end of it. I think as far as what what I remember. I mean, I remember going hard on that. That's time. crazy to me, bro. I just I don't know. I, I get especially I th I think like I was like I say in this podcast a lot is like doing the podcast makes me. Like take Reminisce. it in. It makes me take it in right away and like analyze what happened, and then I can okay. f file it in my memories a little bit better because shows blur together. And that was one. I, like I should have done a. I wish I was doing the podcast back then, and then I would have yeah. remembered it because I would have it. Time down. capsule. Yeah, it would have been nice. So that's kind of why I thought it would be cool to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, that's why I should bring a little red camera around, but unfortunately, that shit would never fucking record where it's supposed to record. <laughs> I still got some House of Blues back photos of that one with Blair when he's kind of drunk. And I want to say that's pre-show. <laughs> Probably, knowing Blair. Um, we got free beers upstairs in the, uh, in the green room. Yeah, luckily we played first. that girl first. walked in and was like, hey, you guys got beer? And he was like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, re I remember it was good that we were first because, you know, if, yeah. he, if he had three bands to sit through before up in Cowboy that back Monkey room. special? <laughs> yeah, it would get get a little sloppier probably. Um, so yeah, so that that was a uh, that was a crazy show. It was a one in a lifetime thing. I mean, I hope we can come go back someday. But um, I wouldn't call it once in a lifetime. I call it once in a lifetime of memories. Well, so so far, time. thus far, as far as my show memories go, it was definitely up there as far as crazy, crazy, good, crazy memories. But uh, and then I thought I thought we could kind of go through maybe uh, some design to shine stuff and to talk about maybe some of those songs with you. Um, so you know, first song "Horse." I thought thought uh, I've been getting a lot of good feedback on that song late lately. A lot of people have really yeah. been digging that and the recording and the writing and horse that. has a nice build, man. So do do you have do you place any? Do you have any memories with that song, or do you like that song specifically, or what do you and don't you like? Yeah, man. Like, I say you, you should say your parts real quick while I get this real quick. <laughs> I'm going to adjust this real quick, Ty. Yeah. I, I'm going to talk about some other shows with the songs, too, in a little bit. Because you made me think about Double Door, fucking 
Pabst Beer. Uh, we forgot about playing at the Congress Theater in Chicago, Congress too. Congress Theater, yeah, that was a crazy one. That one was... Also, uh, yeah, go ahead, bro. That one was uh, the bat- Battle of the Bands, so it was even less shows. It was a bigger, crazier, bigger venue, but it, was, it wasn't like... <laughs> at least the House of Blues show, I felt like, was more real because we played yeah, like show an actual wise. set. Yeah. The, the Congress Theater was just like... I don't know. It was like Not a, just hundreds man. of bands. It's like a reality TV version of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like hundreds of bands. And it was, you got like, was it three to five songs? You had so, so, so much amount of minutes. And they were just yeah. like running people in and off the stage and yeah. no sound checks. And <laughs> I don't know. Remember that one kid in the backstage? He was back there with his mom and like, this amount. I don't think it was Blair's guitar. Someone's yeah, it guitar. was Blair's guitar. Was better, was yep. that his neck of his guitar got broke? Yeah, somebody bumped into it and it fell down. And then, and luckily, he brought a couple of guitars that day. But as um, always, shout out Blair, man. <laughs> yeah, always. always uh, Foot pedal, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the one one vivid memory I have from that show is, um, it's actually it's probably more of a memory of the video. Uh, but okay. there's we were playing DJ Scribbles and Blair. You have a video of that? Somewhere out there, I saw a video of oh, that. Shit. I don't I need to look that shit up. <laughs> I don't. It's not posted anywhere. I can guarantee that. But uh, watching him, play, there was like a there was like a a close up of him in that part, and um, maybe it was my brother again. My brother just always hooks us up with videos, or and Emily always hooks us up with pictures. I, he's got that lit video on our. <laughs> but um, so he he's just the way he's he looks like Gumby the way he's strumming. Just like a vivid, <laughs> and he has like this really specific strumming pattern, and it's so exaggerated, but it's like such, it's like showboating. It's finesse to it. It's like showboating in the best way. Like it looks so yeah. cool, but yeah. uh, and why yeah, me? Finessing the guitar. Yeah, why I was just beating the hell out of the strings as hard as I could. But uh, just different, different vibes for sure. But uh, um, anyway, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how we got off on the Congress Theater, but uh, no, I was just thinking about funny times at shows, man. I just remember that and his kid and his mom coming back. And I think he was smoking weed in the back. Like, he had to be thirteen, fourteen, because some of the bands are young, some of them are old. It's a lot of some heavy of them metal, our age. right? Yeah, Bro, I, I do it because I want to, mom. <laughs> remember me, Blair? I remember he said some shit like that. We looked, we walked out that room where all of our equipment was in and that's where he saw his guitar being broke right yeah right after that yeah Yeah. that's why i'm pretty pretty sure yeah Uh, i just remember that kid with the like he had gold he had blonde hair he flipped that shit it was just funny so i was like his mom didn't say shit i can't i can't (laughs) tell if you're implanting that memory or if i'm actually because i kind of feel like i do vaguely no yeah he was a little kid with blonde hair he said something like i "I want to mom something like that because she wanted him to do something. Like, I know people were smoking weed in the back. I know that for sure. Right. Like, in that room that was back there when they were checking people. But <laughs> And I also remember because I thought it was really funny that every time, remember, what, what was it, like an hour wait to sign up and shit? Like, we signed up. It's like a big, you know, like grand staircase in the front type shit where all the bands kind of Yeah, waiting. like the staging area kind of getting everybody ready. Yeah, but... it's like when we first walk into the Congress, so it has like that Titanic. Like, oh, I know what you're saying. Like you know the, lobby, saying? the lobby. Yeah, the lobby we had that waiting. decor to it. That was like, was that the day before? I don't know. We were there for two days? Yeah, because we had to like come and sign in and sign up. and Like we were already signed up, but 
they had to like confirm that we were going to perform. I think the next. It was, I remember that being, it was being really early because that was the time that. I remember being early. Some, I remember that. Maybe it was the day of, and we just came down the night before, but we had yeah. to be there super early that day. And uh, some kids came up and were like, are you guys the unemployed architects? We thought we were so cool. Yeah, a couple of bands did. And the reason why we found out later, they listened to our music, too, is because, ironically, our name was in the middle of the poster. Huh. Like yeah, the unemployed, I still have a poster on the wall, and the unemployed architects are dabbing You would. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I <laughs> still had a poster somewhere here that yeah. you saved back when we lived together. Yeah, man, um, I got at least, like, 30 of them because he used now. to <laughs> he used to take those all the time and i was just like <laughs> never understood why but maybe some drummer shit man i don't even know yeah i mean it's just your way of catalog cataloging i i yeah i didn't have any way that's why i can't remember shows back then that well <laughs> maybe, maybe it helped helps you keep keep track of everything i just everything's such a blur i've just been that's one thing with the quarantine is like I've been on autopilot for like five or six years just playing as many shows as I possibly could, doing as much as I possibly could. So now it's like... You can't do anything really like that. Well, well, it's definitely weird on that front, but I just... I mean, my memory of shows, like for the longest time, was just, I mean, garbage. I I could barely remember. They all just blurred together. That's crazy, bro. But uh, especially back then, you know, and we, we've been playing together forever, you know, it's been, yeah, man. it was what, like 10, I mean, what, what t- when did we start playing? Technically 07, Senior we started, year. or yeah. yeah, end of 06 to 07, we're in football practice. Yeah, I remember we were, we were watching. We were running sprints. What, okay, so you're talking about when we mentioned it, and then we, yeah. we watched the program over, over before like one of our playoff games. <laughs> and you were over yeah. at my place for the first time and then uh yeah. we, we kind of talked about it a little bit more and yeah, uh man, come to this jam i was like jam i was like all right bro because <laughs> i was just getting like even though i've been there that was my third three-ish year right i was settled in but i was already ready to leave at that time you know yeah. in my mind yeah so like you're like yeah come on jam see what's up i was like dude i ain't playing no rock and roll but i mean i rocked with you i rocked with davis right it was and shit because we were running sprints, you guys are both on each side of me. We we're running. You're like, man, we need a drummer. Y'all were like talking to each other through me because I was in the middle. <laughs> and you guys were like, uh, man, we need a drummer for the New Year's show, whatever, whoop de wop. And then, like, after uh, like one time going back and then going back on like the Elm Street side, I was like, I play drums. And then Davis and you looked at me. And Davis was like, get the fuck out of here. He pushed my chest. And I pushed him back. I was like, nah, for real. And we ran a little bit. And then you guys asked me, man. Yeah. Like, at first, I do remember I said I think about it, and then you pressed me when you invited me over and shit. Yeah, because I I, I could tell that you weren't maybe a hundred percent in. I don't think you you <laughs> were. Never listen to rock, and I'll turn to music like that. Right. Then. I definitely remember burning you a bunch of CDs. Like yeah. this is what we want to sound like. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that was everything you have like mild. I don't know what the category. I just remember. When I first heard some brand new shit, I was like, I was like, I don't know about the screaming shit, but I like the drum beat on this right here. Yeah. I like the way he kicks that would, in on That would have been worse. probably the devil and God raging inside us, brand new. Not the sun. Yeah, and, um, yeah not the sun. I like the little drill they do on that, right. on the uh, drums. Yeah, we were, we were into some questionable stuff back then. <laughs> I don't know how you stuck with us, really. I mean... I just thought it was interesting, man, because I played, I remember you... Like, our practice was supposed to be a practice. It was you, me, Davis, Ross, Ross too, right? Yep, Ross Graves played yeah. bass. 
He's supposed to sing high on uh, Believe in a Thing Called Love. And he's actually pretty good on it. <laughs> right. Well, Ross, but, uh, Ross was a better singer than any of us in high school. <laughs> he just, I don't know what, I, I wanted to start singing. And we had, we, I, I, I was uh, recently talking to somebody else. We had written a couple songs. The first songs I ever wrote were with Ross Graves. And yeah. uh, I just found it on my computer. We called it Where Are Tyler's Shoes. And there was a song called Sunshine. <laughs> song song called Sunshine and a song called Depends on What You Make It. And uh, That sounds about right. We, we recorded on, on <laughs> I don't know if you remember back at, with like an old like desktop computer, those like mics you would plug in and they were like long like gooseneck, but they were like just super yeah. old and shitty. And we just recorded it in one take, and we were like, oh, we're so awesome. Like, we just thought we were so good right away. Um, I don't care what nobody says. But I go back and I listen to him, and I'm like, well, Ross was good. I mean, his his voice has always been great. Yeah, um, I love Ross's voice, man. I mean, it's... There are different flavors of music, too. He's just always been so good on that front. And then, like, I wanted to start singing, and I just, like... I mean, we, it was a different thing, you know? I, I was playing yeah. with... Dave, Eric, Eric Davis, and uh, some, you know, I had, Norm was our first drummer. Uh, Jordan, yeah, I remember Jordan, was a drummer back in the day. I know he did, like, the school shit. But, uh, yep, Jordan Norville, he played for a little bit. Uh, before yeah. that would have been Cole Gertis. And that was yeah, really see, I didn't know Cole right there. I've seen pictures, but I didn't know him. He he's out in Hollywood now. He's been on some notable shows, I think. He's been on, uh, what's, what's the Modern Family? I think he had a small part on Modern oh, yeah. Family. Yeah. Um, that's funny. But he was a senior when I was a freshman. and I Yeah, he, so that's when I first moved there. Right. So we, we wouldn't have known each other that well then. And yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. He he was like the, the, the every band drummer. Like every band. Like he was the only real drummer anybody knew. And <laughs> he, was, he was like in, like really into it too. Like he would take theory. I remember that was one of his big advice he gave to me. It was like, you know, get into music theory. Learn how music works and take yeah. it to... You know, maybe get get a degree in recording is what he he had told me, um, and that was actually good advice. I'm really glad I took the music theory classes in high school. But anyway, he was the every band drummer because he was so good, and there wasn't a lot of options. And then um, Norm took over for a little bit for like one year, and then you would have been next in line. But that was a different yeah. band. That was Beans and the Intergalactic Warriors. Yeah, that's what I heard. Cause Ross's nickname, right? Well, he looked like the guy from Bean called Beans and um, what was one of those Mr. Bean? No, not not Mr. Bean. Beans. Like as hell, bro. It was like a Disney show or something. I can't remember what the show Shit. was, but we were okay. Beans and the Intergalactic Warriors, and then the second year we were Beans and the Intergalactic Warriors Strike Back, and Blair actually played guitar with us that year. So I thought, was that the community y'all play at the pool at the rec center or something? No, that that was at the high school gym, actually. Okay. That would have been junior year, probably. And then senior year, you know, I started singing more. And, you know, that that was probably dumb. <laughs> I'm not <a> real. <laughs> Compared to Ross, like, I mean, his angel voice. And then we, we, we pulled you in, we sucked you in, we, we kept you as long as we could. That was, uh, <laughs> you know, a feat in itself, I think. Yeah, man. That was a cool experience for me, man. I remember telling my mom and them about it. I was like, Mom, they trying to play this kind of stuff. I was like, I was like, they're my friends, and they don't have a drummer. I know I could learn these songs. And you know, something you new. never had any, like, you had a couple drum lessons, but really just. Yeah, I had one drum lesson when my parents took me to some school. I got a book, 
and a pair of drumsticks. He taught me bass, snare, bass, snare, hi-hat. Right. And then I dipped off, and then um, Brother Rashawn Daniels went to my church when I was younger. And he's a raw drum drummer, man. Like, he raps, draws, does all that. He was in the group. I gotcha. And uh, he used to come to the house because uh, my mom had a hair salon. He used to barber. So he come to the house, and then the first beat that was taught when he gave me little lessons, I learned how to play Busta Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> what everyone needs dun, to know. Dun, 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 dun. That was my first little shits, man. And, uh, well, I've al- I've always I've always always said that you're like you're a very interesting drummer. I don't think you sound really you very much. I I can tell when you're playing the drums on our tracks as opposed to anything else because I mean you are like the guy I played with the longest. Obviously, I mean how much? Right. Because we played from '07, and then when did you move? Uh, 15. So, 07 to 15, so eight years yeah. of playing together. I mean, yeah. that's a long time. That's the longest I've yeah. ever played with, probably. Well, that whole group. I guess Blair stuck around a little bit after that to yeah. play some shows with me. He went through a phase of playing all like every weekend with me, like acoustic style, for a long time. Yeah. And then he kind of faded off into the that dark night. <laughs> it was kind um, of interesting to see how you all did certain songs like that. Yeah, I mean... It's, Even with the setup now, you know, because obviously it's not drums, but... Right. Those, yeah, like, I mean, we had Kyle. Shows. We had Kyle playing, and that was, like, yeah. okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a good... He... I mean, he's just not a... I mean, drummer was... Being a drummer is very secondary for him, I feel like. Yeah, because he's a good drummer. He's a good guitarist and singer. Right. So he could, That's like, cut it, but he... I don't feel like he had enough time to really focus on Learn it that shit. and yeah. he was really all about it for like a year like he we practiced like <laughs> once or twice a week he learned a lot of the songs but then once we started practice like, at his school or his you know, yeah the rock a, school uh, and uh shout out to rock school for the kids and shit i i don't know if there's still that really anymore he, he pretty much does real estate and plays shows well, i know he does that now nobody yeah. plays shows and right now but, um, well yeah you can't really but uh anyway he uh you know, that was, and that was like an okay substitute. At least it was a drummer, and then we just completely... He, he had uh, his second kid. I think that was kind of the nail in that coffin. Mm-hmm. We had a show mm-hmm. at the Pontiac Eagle uh, Theater, and uh, I just remember we didn't practice one time before that show, and it was like the one of our bigger shows of the year with uh, Bashful Youngins. And it was like, Bashful like, Youngins? Yeah, right after he found out that they they were pregnant for a second time so it just you know he just didn't have time they were too busy doing yeah. other stuff and then we started do i started doing the foot i mean i i was doing the foot percussion a little bit before you left right oh uh, yeah you'll fuck with it sometimes when you play out a little what was that the anju place we used to go to oh uh, the loft yeah is that what it's called yeah yep we used to go up there for a little acoustic nights during the week. Well, we that was after Blue Line. Yeah, so that that was too. I used to open do an open run an open mic there for right. Used to run that shit. I was like, a, and then we were fucking six strings for a while, and they were trying to tie us down. <laughs> yeah, that was. And then a, they were tripping because everybody loved us over there. We used to tear that place up. Yeah, I think we did. We <laughs> had a couple of good shows there, and then the guy booked us for a whole year and said we can't play anybody in a. X yeah, that's what it was. He was trying to hold us down. Radius. He, he already knew what it was, bro, because we were playing at Fat Jacks, tearing that place down, too. But but then 
Uh, he's played Daddy-O's tour that place down, too. But then he canceled all, like, he after a couple of those shows, he canceled the rest for the whole year without yeah. warning, and we didn't have a chance to book a lot of other shows because we were playing there once a month or once every... Yeah, you're trying to book us. I don't like that shit. Once every six weeks, and then... Uh, uh, and then I never, never lived by that logic again. Yeah. To let some... Dude, I... Do I have... I'm, I just knocked this random book over, and I'm pretty sure... Mm. The House of Blues thing is going to be in here with mm. all the... <laughs> I don't know why I, have, I randomly am looking at all these tickets. Just Are those planets? Is that a solar planets behind you, bro? Yeah, it's a poster. It's a poster. Yeah. Man, I didn't these... see one to buy me a globe. I saw one at the store the other day. They're, you can probably find one them. pretty cheap somewhere. Yeah. we said When I was a kid, we had an interactive one, man. I don't know if it was called Space Something. Ooh. Do you know what that shit is? But you Check press a button... Tea. Just pick a spot and it quizzes you on like geography. Yeah, bro, yours looks way more clean than mine does. <laughs> I can't believe mine's it. on the poster board nailed down, but uh, definitely went through some shit. I literally uh, knocked over this fake book thing and the ticket just it was fell on the floor. Yeah, that's funny. So random. Um, Meant so to be, bro. <laughs> Mathian, animate objects, jackpot, right. Donnie, and the unemployed architects. So and we got a, the longest name. <laughs> and yeah, ours are in big letters at least. That's good. Yeah, bro. Jackpot Donnie kind of got the um, short stick. Yeah, <laughs> they they is that the color? They're like really tiny in between uh, Mathian and animate objects, and then us. That, Somebody from Jackpot Donnie is like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems like they could have very easily put the, their name just as big as everybody else, but yeah, maybe they're trying to shit on them, bro. July eighth. Two ways for the pop off soon, bro. We need to blow their name up, bro. <laughs> July eighth, two thousand eleven, seven thirty, fifteen dollars a ticket. Yeah. All right. That is crazy. That that that's so random. I didn't even know that my con because that had like all my old concert tickets, so I didn't even know that that was in there. Yeah. So, so nuts. Uh, hey D, I'm gonna go grab a phone charger like real quick because my phone's about go to ahead, die, bro. and I don't want to end this yet. All right, man. Give me one second. I'll edit it later. I guess I'm supposed to keep people busy, possibly, but I don't really know about all that. But yeah, in case you're tuning in, just drum, drum D Griff, make it a big D. You should drum with TUA, KA, the Unemployed Architects. Trying to get on the back with some shit. Yeah, of course I'm not I'm prepared prepared for things. Check us out. Check them out. Spotify, Pandora, all that shit. Unemployed Architects. Facebook.com. Look so, up on YouTube. So, D-R-U-M. I am back. D-G-R-I-F-F-S. Once again, that is D-R-U-M-D-G-R-I-F-F. And you did, you did, like, you had, like, a rap EP at some point, right? Where, where now Ty's putting on his headphones. Yeah. What'd you say, bro? I said... No, you, you can't hear me, man. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. I said, didn't you do a rap EP too? Where can people find that? That's not released, man. I got like two little uh, tracks on that. But my new EP, I'm going to... Bro, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to get my, <laughs> my stuff together. <laughs> you should probably take the video and put some of the video parts that you're actually doing and put it in the shit. <laughs> I, I, I can't even at this my, point. Even though my camera's not. Yeah, well, it, it is a little pixelated. My, my end looks okay, but... I uh, I'm on an iPhone. It looks clear. Mine looks clear. Yeah, it looks clear to me. Probably. You look like 
it's not nah I won't even say there's double door but uh with all the I, I wish I took pictures of them cause some shows man I didn't take my phone pictures some shit I wish I did even though I was really a camera guy cause you know I always like bringing my camera and right. recording stuff but so I always sure. like that side but yeah, I, I definitely I, didn't have the stuff I have now but uh I remember that green room was nice too because uh, they had all. They said we could drink all the past beer we wanted. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a night. Nice, Chad and Johnny got kicked out that night, right? I do not rec- recall that. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you weren't there for that part. I mean, I was yeah, there, yeah. but I, I don't. Yeah, I, you were there, but you were tired. Not mentally. I was there. Exactly. How I was the, at places. And ladies and gentlemen, Tyler there means Ty is literally. As soon as he wakes up in the morning, he's thinking about the show. <laughs> He wants to make sure he doesn't break any strings. He makes sure he's got ten bags of strings on him. Right. Twenty bags of picks. Extra. He wants extra to know who's sound guy is. Who's his backup? <laughs> Every band's got one, right? You gotta yeah, have man. one guy that like is. Hey man, I ain't hating on him. I just want them to know what's up. <laughs> well, but yeah, man. Too bad we can't get them on here, man, because they'll vouch for that shit. Because yeah, I don't know if they took too much beer or they're drunk. They're trying to grab a case, and they didn't know who they were. They're like, y'all gotta get out of here. Because we took them in the backstage with us, you know? Right. Yeah, and, uh, okay. Because I remember they were smoking cigarettes, you know? I didn't smoke cigarettes. Did they just the get kicked out of the backstage area, or did they get kicked out completely? No, they got kicked out of the venue, bro. I, I, like, uh... Yeah, I'm having a tough time. Because didn't we, didn't we open for Bottle of Justice? Yeah, that? yeah. Was yeah. that after Detroit when we got robbed? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild, uh, wild time. Not like Gunpoint robbed y'all like they... They took they, our car uh, while we were sleeping and took yeah, everything out of it. Man there. And the while we were sleeping, bro, popped the tires off, took it in the alley, took all of our shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I took some of the shit in. Yeah, we were lucky. I took my These guitars guys. in. Yeah, Blair left his pedal board. You left some. You left something in there, right? Like you lost. I left. Yeah, my bag, my symbol. Not my. I think maybe part of my symbols and my little thing. Right. Because I was trying to take everything in. You're like, no, man, we just leave in. I was like, bro, it we It looked like choice. such a good neighborhood. Took all this shit Of course, house. we didn't listen to you. We should have listened to you, obviously. I had a but. feeling, bro. I don't know why. Sometimes I just get feelings. I was like, I was like, no, man. You, you guys are like, I remember you guys saying like, all right, dude, we'll take some stuff in. Nothing's going to happen. And I was like, I was like, bro, I started taking all my shit in the house, bro. I literally felt like we were in like a, like a, like a, what do you call it? Not a suburb. Um. Um, that was think. a suburb, bro. We were in the inner city, bro. What are you talking about? No, I'm not saying in suburb. Uh, like a subdivision, <laughs> like a Pontiac subdivision. That's the word I was looking for. It seemed like it just did. It seemed so like just nice, and everything was clean cut. And but I mean, his house was nice. You go down the block though, three houses down. We went around the corner. There was houses with no windows and shit. Well, like his little forest, his strip of his little buildings right there. Looked nice, of course, but. I only noticed what was right in front of my face, D. I would yeah, not. I like details, bro. I already knew I was looking around. I was like, all right, bro. I, I felt like we were completely 100% safe. Obviously, I was incorrect. Um, hey, man, it was a learning experience that made for a crazy story because we took all of our shit. We still had three shows to do that weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't Luckily, remember. We that the bands let us play. I don't Not remember. Not played to let us use our shit. Yeah, I don't remember having three, but I remember. The, we had three, bro. We played uh, was in it Chicago. We played at Double Door for. Uh, I know Bottle we had the Justice. Double Door show, but what, do we have? Like, Saturday we had a double show. We played two shows that day. Yeah, I don't really remember that one. Because we played one with them, and um, which they let us use a set. Wasn't it like Spring Fest or something? Whatever it was. Maybe I don't know. Like I like I was saying, it's all fuzzy. We to played me. the Daddy O's with them. I won't say 
maybe even an Elroy show, like one of our first early Elroy oh, shows, nice. I want to say. Uh, too, ma- too many Bloomington shows to... Yeah, I remember that shit, because I remember thinking, like, we played three shows, and I didn't even have a drum set to play. <laughs> That's why I remember that shit. Yeah, I mean, I remember that part of it. I remember the double doors. Because I call and ask drummers, like, who, whose drum set can I use? Oh, yeah, and because good. we didn't we have to get... There was a drummer from Pontiac that was younger than us, and he had done some shows with us. Morris. Yeah. John, That's my homie. John? Yeah, he's pretty good, man. John Morris. Shout out John, man. Yeah, he, he let us. And I forgot follow. what the hiccup was for that, but he has an expensive set. He was going to let me use it too, but I forgot what it was. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it. And then it worked out. And then uh, Bog Donuts, aka Bag of Donuts, as he <laughs> says, so you can remember his name. But he uh, he's like, yeah, D, no, man. He's cool, man. You know, I know you don't bang on the set. You know how to take care of it. I was like, yeah, bro. Yeah, he was so, always nice. They were always all nice to us. Yeah, yeah. We were lucky. Plus, we sounded good, so I mean. Besides being nice and they rock with us, they want someone who can play too. <laughs> yeah. You don't want a shitty opener. You I want mean, someone who has a draw. For I think our draw was probably good. That was the glory days of when everybody that like our age was going to college in our area and like you know, we may not have sounded the best, but we had a lot of people we brought with us. But anyway, so um Yeah. D- double door I'm trying uh, that was like oh, that, yeah, I was talking about random ass shows bro that was just because I remember like that's where I met Ingrid from Australia I'm still friends with her on Facebook oh yeah I vaguely remember that that's conversation but I was just saying like <laughs> you're, I you're, you met her bro yeah cause she was outside, outside smoking I remember, yeah, it was I remember. Me. Kev oh yeah you were out there with us yeah, I walked yeah, out yeah. a few times cause we had to wear a sign and shit to say that I'm smoking <laughs> it was like a pink sign they give you a sign and walk outside so they know you're part of the bar crowd because people try to slide back in and shit. Oh, yeah. So you have to have a sign. Bank I remember, remember she, was, we, she was standing by her, and I said something to her, and we were standing there, and Kev was like, she's like, why have you got Kelly's fucking signs or whatever? We're talking, and she ended up being cool as hell. But uh, I remember, like, you're saying we had three shows in that, like, period. The that one, weekend. The one that mattered to me the most was definitely the Double Door because that was, like, yeah. In my head, a big deal. Even though, obviously, I don't know how big of a There's deal. A lot of history at Double Door. Right. It was cool to be a part of playing there, but I mean, it's not like yeah. we we were signed the next day or anything. In the retrospect, I should have cared, <laughs> cared about all shows equally, probably. But um, but I know what you mean. You have your milestones, you know. Right. That was definitely one of them. And it's uh, like going to a football stadium that you play at. You're like, I like this place because I like their turf and I like their showers. You know, <laughs> spots that you like. Yeah, more of a preference over. You know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I thought the next thing. So I was trying to start talking this about this earlier, but um, what's up? So the song "Horse" does that bring back yeah. anything? What What do you remember about that song? Anything? Shoot, what do you mean? What do I remember, bro? I don't know. Do you Do, do you have any <laughs> memories associated <laughs> with that, that one? Classic tie. I don't know, man. Why you fuck with me, man? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like. Shit. Do you have any memories of playing that specifically, or maybe in the studio, or what? What do you think of when you listen to it now? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, Horace, I know is a deep song. The meaning of the song, in a sense, you know, what I'm saying for you, because I mean, yeah, I, I mean, know, I, you wrote it for us. I wrote that reason. all about Blair. I mean, if I'm if I'm being yeah. honest, uh, for those that know, don't <laughs> know the fans and folks that don't. Well, know. whoever made it, you know, 20 minutes into this podcast gets the. It's the, the the full story, I guess. So, 
Uh, I'm not going to get into his like total personal life, but I mean, it's just written from the perspective of somebody who went through a childhood like him. Um, mm-hmm. and what my, what I would imagine that would be like. Um, obviously, I have no real way of knowing, but I can I can. Only, How you feel? Yeah, I can only um, only speculate, but that's kind mm-hmm. of my what I would guess. Even though we've never really had like a real conversation about it. Heart to I, heart. Yeah, I've talked. I've talked to you know. I've talked to Kev a lot, you know, and I, yeah. for those who don't know, Kevin Blair are brothers. Um, They're our friends and in the group too, right, bassist and bass guitar, guitar player. But uh, so you know, I had a lot, lots of long talks with Kev as well because you know we went to high school together and uh, right. Blair, I didn't really hang out with. He was a couple. He was a year or two in front of us and. Uh, I met him surprisingly at Dairy Queen before we ever became band members. Right, right. I remember. Not even know who he was. He just used to hook me up all the time. (laughs) That's so crazy because his personality is literally the same there. Right. He'd pop his head through the crack. He'd be like, he'll he'll be flipping burgers and I'll be in the front. There's like a crack, like maybe six inches wide between like two wall pieces, you know? Blair would lean forward and lean back. He'll be D. You know, while he's cooking like really fast with his hand. You'll be D. Let me make you lunch, man. What you want, man? You want a burger, man? You want chicken? What you want, man? Oh yeah, man. I got the sauce, man. It's pretty lovely. And I never knew, like, two, three years later, we'd be in the bed. You know, same all, type of shit. You know, it was, a, it was a fair amount of time later, probably 2008, 2009. Yeah, bro. It was a couple years later, man. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, Blair's cool. I, I didn't actually, know like Morgan was his sister. I didn't know the Kev shit. Right, and I hung out with Morgan a lot in high school, and yeah. obviously Kev was, you know, one of my best friends forever. Um, but. Uh, I we actually Blair Ross me Kev we all played in a youth band in eighth grade for this youth group that was like at my church mm. and the only reason oh, I yeah, went I was to, tell me was to play music it's just so it just seems like full circle that it ended up us playing being that way yeah, yeah. like we we had been that was the first band experience I ever had like playing with other people and trying to play in time and you know yeah. I, I didn't sing or anything I just played acoustic guitar. And uh, Blair, Blair was kind of one of the band leaders as far as uh, kind of saying Direction a lot and kn- knew what to practice and how to practice. So, I mean, I've been learning from that guy since I was, you know, in eighth grade. That's so crazy to think yeah. about. Crazy to think about it, huh? I learned how a band works kind of from him and then our pastor, Jason. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, through playing the bands, Beans and Intergalactic Warriors, and then, you know, with us and the Unemployed Architects. But, um... Anyway, so it's just crazy to think, like, you know, and I, I saw some of these shows. I never played with them outside of that, and I never really played with them in high school. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I don't think I even saw him in high school, because I think he had already been out when I met him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, I think he would have been a junior when I was a freshman, so he would have been a senior when yeah. we were sophomores, and that would have been the Yeah, I definitely that, didn't know him in school. Right, and the only... You know, I knew that through him through Kev and through our youth group, but I like the the big shows of the high school. You know, were like the um, fun fest and the talent show. That'd be like what you base <laughs> base your whole year around. It's those two shows. And then maybe you'd get like one or two summer shows, like parties or just random things. But um, I remember seeing him play in a couple bands and thinking, like, man, he can really play. <laughs> <laughs> he he was singing a lot then too. Um, I I remember he did uh, Mr. Brightside at the Fun Fest and mm. and I still have a copy of that on a DVD somewhere of him killing all the guitar parts in that like just hard. He's always been so good at just 
guitar tone and you know he I mean his finesse is definitely there always on point but uh anyway so that what were we talking about horse oh and that we're was talking about, about horse and man. that how that related blair kind of and then yeah um yeah I like horse man especially the build up and then he had the, a little track list right here next to me so I can know the minute marks <laughs> he had the idea to have a second act to it because he yeah, he just mentioned like in passing like he was like yeah it's a cool song because it only had like the first half written and he was like, mm-hmm. but I feel like it should go somewhere or something. And he just said that in passing. And Inconclusive. Then, right. So then I ended up and I just wrote a whole ending part. And, uh, you know, it was kind of cool that he, he, his guitar solo is like the main, like, part. I think that that's the part that I always, like, get. If I get chills when I listen to that song, it's from his guitar part. And, like, yeah. there's just so much pain in it, I feel like. And it just it's like the swells and shit. Yeah, it fits this. I mean, the swells like in the intro and stuff are cool, but in that guitar solo, like it just just comes out. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. and it just like it's cool that I had written that whole song, kind of trying to imagine what he was going through, it, and then he just come comes to play. You know, <laughs> with the, with the right. and it's not like I I I didn't tell him what to do. He just did it. You know, like that was. Yeah. Like you, you're you're the same way. I mean, I have my ideas for things, but um, you know, you just play what you play, and it always you know sounds cool, cooler than I could ever imagine. I appreciate it, man. I try to play what I hear, as well as respect if you guys have, you know, some kind of vibe or notion where you want to go. Not all songs are like that. Some songs are like sure to play like "Easy Don't Die." We're all like, "Here's a riff. Let's see what happens." You know? Yeah, and those are always the best. Those are always the best. I feel yeah. like. The ones that were like, uh, you know, toss the coin in the air. And yeah, just let's see first. what happens if it sounds good. Like you, we knew that it was gonna be um, like one of our main staples to our set. But there, you know, some of the other ones we really had to like work through like every measure, you know, to try to yeah. get right. But anyway, so that's horse. Then we have Gloria. Anything about Gloria? That was one I wrote. Yeah. Like a year or two after, you all listen to Horse too, man. There's two parts to Horse. It's a really good song. It's a nice build up, man. You should listen to the words too. It looks good. Um, and then uh, good. Yeah. Bro, bro, you saying then? Uh, Gloria would have been the second one. Yeah. The second song. Any? We didn't you know really. Lie, bro. I like Gloria, but at first I was really stubborn with Gloria, man. Well, I feel like that never was a great like live song. Like we never played it live yeah. too much. More of a studio song. Yeah, and that's just the thing. But then yeah, I grew to uh, like it. I mean, I mean, I always like it. Songs growing, especially when you put your heart into it and you listen to everything. It's parts that you have a taste for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like moving from a city. You can't get that same drink or same entree anymore because, like, it's just not there. You know what I'm saying? Kind it's like of. that kind of thing. <laughs> I know but, you don't understand me. Some people will. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. No, I know. They yeah, will. they do, man. They'll catch up. <laughs> I, I know. They probably get it more than I do. I'm. I don't. I don't. Uh... Shoot, man. Just like <laughs> uh, the homie James out here, man, who reminds me of you sometimes, drive wise. Right. James and uh, let's say McCall, but uh, aka Spursy, he's the cat who I was uh, doing a project with him and um, Spursy and Mikey. And uh, he says the same shit. If I say something, he'll look at me, he'll be like, What? So, like, when he talks that shit, he'll be like, Yeah, man, 
It's all honeycombs and cereals, you know, just some random ass shit that makes no sense to mock what the fuck I'm saying. But I know that that's his sign of saying he doesn't know what the fuck I said, but right. he feels me. Giving you a hard time about it, but... Yeah, again, it's, it's like just, Fantastic Mr. Fox and shit. We've always been, like, the opposite on communication fronts, I feel like, <laughs> you and I. And maybe that's why it was it, it worked well in the band. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, Gloria, and then it'd be Boomerang would have been the next one. So, bo- Boomerang... Uh, <laughs> I liked Boomerang, man. I just didn't like my breakdown at the time. You mean the sol- your solo? Yeah, I call it the breakdown, but I guess it's solo. I don't think of it as a solo at all. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we did a lot of that in post because... Yeah. I mean, we just had your two takes, you know, so we just... Yeah, pretty much. Took took whichever one we, we liked and... Uh, yeah, know. it's still a good song. I like that song. I remember specifically you like uh, made the tempo. I remember you picked the tempo for that song. Yeah, man, because I think you did it slower, right? I don't know. I was just like, I'm pretty sure that's what Big it was. D seems to know exactly what he wants the tempo. And he's <laughs> the drummer, so let's let him do it. I remember thinking so I'm that. I'm pretty sure I even almost studio. wanted to do the tick higher, but then we played it, and I was like, ah. That was a new song kind of around that time when we were recording it, was. I remember. Before I did. And that was after Blair had quit the first time, so we were just playing yeah. three-piece all the time. Which that mm-hmm. was a weird <laughs> segment, yeah. I would say. I mean, it was good for me probably, but wasn't the most ideal. I was not. I'm and still am not really a lead guitar player by any means. But I pretended like it was a lot harder back then. Yeah. But that that was one of the songs I think that came out of Blair kind of deciding that he wasn't going to play with us anymore. Um, he had just got married. Right, and he was thinking he was going to have to move some to some other state. Yeah, um, down south somewhere, I think. Yeah, I don't, I, who knows? But so he was like, "Well, if I'm <laughs> going to Pluto or Mars, no right, Saturn." Right. <laughs> but then, um, he, crazy I, as hell, bro. <laughs> I remember him saying, "You know, if I'm going to have to quit eventually, it just seems kind of silly to, you know, postpone the inevitable." So, uh, yeah, he ended up. Uh, and then we just played three piece. We did that. I wonder how long we did that for. Shit, I don't even know, bro. You know me. I was still going to go out. I mean, I love the full band. I knew he was going to come back. Well, you know, you, I was like, you were like, he's not going to come back, dude. I was like, bro, he'll be back. You like, no, he's not. Yeah. You were pissed. We'd be having like eight hour practice and shit. I was like, bro, it's your master kiss the ass. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's how I've always been, though. I, I... But it worked out, though. I mean, you know. Well, then he we came. We learned some little different sounds and shit, different. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it, it definitely changed the way that album turned out. We were supposed to do, it was it was going to be even more of a crazy project. We were going to do 16, nice. we were going to do 16 tracks, and I think five or six of them were going to be Blair's songs, where he was lead vocal and he wrote, but then... Yeah, man, because we didn't do your show, we, still want to do... Wallow, remember Wallow, Wallow. yeah, that was a fun one. used to one. do Wallow, Wallow's my shit, my, my drum part was so clean with that shit. Ride the so Breeze. I thought it was guitar beat, man, it was rough. Ride the breeze, test five. Ride the breeze on my shit. So it been your he so. He lullaby too, but he's kind of backseat on that, and I understand that. I respect it. I remember that from open mics back in the day. That that's was that's, shit. that's way Coconut back. Louis. That that's, Coconut Louis. That Coconut Louis. Well, yeah. we, it was probably sometimes there as well, but um, anyway, yeah. So I mean, it would it would just would have been a <laughs> totally different album. Ty likes to be on one track, you guys. He don't know how to weave around. <laughs> He thinks that there's a time limit on shit. 
Well, there there was. We already ran out of <laughs> we already ran out of our last. Hey man, people who are listening to this are gonna listen to this shit regardless. <laughs> if they're interested. They're gonna listen to it, bro. Right. We're gonna listen to it on a binge, chilling at home, working out, smoking, taking a walk. It seems like it's just. They're gonna listen mind. to what they want to listen to, man. So give the people what they want to hear. Yeah, I just just trying to they don't know what happened to us man they don't know shit that's happened bro right people are interested man so you, you know just keep it real don't can't water it down man i don't think i was watering it down i was just trying to go back to the album i know um, you're trying to stay on one track because uh, yeah i just feel it's a like podcast right so i feel like talking about the whole album just brings up different stories and different things that yeah bro, every song that. brings a story man you just gotta let it flow bro like um, I said, man, it's like when you're in a relationship, man, you can't be like, I'm done kissing right now. <laughs> like, I want to kiss longer. No. There's a time for everything. I believe First you. we must court. First we must shake hands. Then we kiss the elbows. <laughs> I'm a control freak. That's what you're really saying. And that's, I think, kind of the bottom line of all my all, you, all my most positive and negative qualities come from that. <laughs> hey, man, we all have them, man. Well, I'm trying to get better with my time. I got better with my time, bro. You be impressed, man. I, I I would like to be around you when I I uh, we have like a band <laughs> practice and you're like I'm gonna be here there at five thirty and then you're there at four forty five. I'd be nuts. I'm like what? <laughs> you you beat me there. That would be cool. <laughs> Never that, bro. You be there at fucking three thirty, man. Well, as we were just discussing, I am a little bit of a crazy person, so. <laughs> Which is, again, my biggest strength and my biggest weakness all wrapped into one. Because I fucking can't see out of a little tiny square of my focus. It's all good, man. That's what you got for is that. Give you a little jab back, man. Right. And you give us a jab back, man. I, it works. I wish that I would have just been more open to some of the ideas that you had throughout the whole time. I just... We were talking about this on the phone the other day as I was... Yeah. I was so like... We talked for a while, bro. We talked like two hours or some shit. <laughs> right. And that's why we're like, we should do this as a podcast. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just I, I'm, I just go really hard at the thing I think is right. But the thing is, I'm yeah. not right very much. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, ah, I'll just do it harder and it'll work if I just, you know, not, not think about it in like the scope of things. But I just remember a lot of things that you used to say. Like, uh, you, you were always trying to get me to put more stuff out and do more videos, and yeah, I, I just... Was, I like visuals, man. Yeah, and that's, like, I, I just, like, didn't even get it. Like, yeah. I'm just now realizing, like, oh, like, that helps. It's it's all, like, related. It's all symbiotic. Like, it's all Yeah, hard. it's your body, yeah. <laughs> but back then, I'm like, it's just about the music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about the music, yeah. bro. We just make the music so good that there's no question. And then, <laughs> look where that's gotten me. These... It's like a toy in a cereal box, man. <laughs> so, um, the next would have been Mighty Vermillion. Back, back well, that's to actually the... playing. That song's actually playing on my phone right now. Nice. Um, I'm gonna keep keeping here on shit. Not really. There it is. But um, that was that was one that. Uh, so the whole we were talking about how Blair had kind of he did he did like nine nine ninety percent of the guitar work on that whole album. Yeah. Didn't sing any, and uh, you know the the tracks changed a lot because I like like California song. And Evelyn and Firebound, like all those songs weren't even on the roster, really. 
cards. And those kind of yeah. came after he had quit or just, like, I just started, like, playing around with those songs when he was leaving. <laughs> but yeah, um, I like, uh, I like, uh, California. It seems like a really quick to the point song. Yeah. I, I always like my drum part on that, too, how I go with everyone and we all roll into the yeah, I listen to the chorus. I like that roll right there when we go together. I listen back to a lot of those songs, and it's like the things you do with like your hi hat are all pretty cool. It all always has like um, uh, kind of like a shaker vibe in that song or something. Like it, there's like <laughs> yeah. it sounds like there's extra percussion almost, but there's I'll just not. You know, it, but it keeps it moving. Whereas you know, a lot of people would have just played like a simple beat and then added like a tambourine or a shaker right. on top of it to, to make up that sound. Yeah, but if he if he has that vibe, even though. You know, you're not doing any of that stuff. But uh, any, anything cool about the Mighty Vermilion? I don't really, I mean, that song's obviously about our, where I'm, you know, my hometown, where you lived for a few yeah. years. Yeah, man, I, I liked your, uh, well, did, lyrics are lyrics, but I also call it vocabulary sometimes did, on the song. But. Did, did I ever go through all the references in that song to Pontiac with you? I don't know, man. I think we had one of our late night talks, man. Uh, in we general, had, we uh, had a lot of those. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of those conversations, man. But those um, are good. I wouldn't say good and bad conversations, but even sometimes I remember we would get into it about shit. Yeah, if it was never bad. It was always like, man, fuck that shit. Especially like playing in the city, because I mean, you know, you know, I loved it. You're like, well, all right, we'll do this. I was like, all right, then. <laughs> well, Lil come out there. She's like, you guys okay? <laughs> well, you were drinking <laughs> well, a lot yeah. of whiskey in those days. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that always made you a little extra, a little feisty. Yeah, she probably thought, yeah, because I'm always chill, but when I got something to say, I definitely say it. <laughs> right. But I think she always knows I'm chill, but she's like, oh, he's right. not backing down. It's been <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> well, we used to just argue about stuff all the time. I mean, there's... Yeah. But I, th I think that that's good. I mean, it's... We, yeah. It's always about direction and shit. Well, I mean, we lived together for how long? Shit. So... Just as long. Oh, eight years. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because when you moved out, it's been we stopped living together. Yeah. So we've been eighty. Moved out right after graduate high school. Right. <laughs> That's so crazy to think about. <laughs> well, I was saving up. I was like, I gotta go out, do my thing. So eight Can't years. Stay at mom and dad's house. We lived in Briar, Briarwood for a while. You know, when Blair quit, it, it was kind of a good system we had because I think in that time we were all maybe Kevin wasn't still living with us. I can't really remember. My timelines are so messed up, but. We practiced yeah. a lot three piece. We were even doing three piece practices when Blair was in the band a lot. Yeah, I we, feel like Kev had just moved. Like he was starting to, and then he moves because. But we were doing like a core practice on Wednesday, and then like so yeah. that was just us three. And then Blair would come on like a one other day, and we and then we'd try to have a show or something. For those that know core practice, we named it that. It's just pretty much just rhythm like section piece. and vocals, yeah, and that's what we yeah. ended up. So me, Kevin, Ty, pretty much, and that's what we ended up playing live at for a lot while there, probably two or three years. Because that's crazy, because we used to do core practice twice a week usually, and then try to fit Blair in there. So sometimes we practice three times a week, right? Which I like those too. I never had a problem yeah. with that. I shit. think that I like. was the tightest we ever were was when we were doing all that yeah. extra. Yeah, did two cores a week and one full band, right? But. uh and, I mean, just living together, I made it, you know, so much easier. We had the whole jam yeah. area in the basement and all the mattresses set up. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, so then... Uh, so I saw a video from that with West Hood. 
Oh yeah, play that castle through. I still run into Wes every once in a while. I always say, "What's up?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's th- up? he's playing guitar now. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Playing and singing. That's funny you said him. <laughs> he, so you ran into him. Yeah, he ca- he came out. Um, it was probably an accident, but he was at Doctor McKay's when I played with Dave. Once it was just Dave and I, and okay. He, he was, was chilling. Yeah, and he always just is super nice. One of the nicest fellas. Yeah. And he was with a couple of the other people. I'm not sure if I really remember. Probably Phil. We, yep, uh, that's definitely well, one of Well, me and Phil them. played that show together. Right. Me, Phil, and Wes. And there was another person there. I'm just so bad with names. Um, but anyway. His brother? His cousin? Maybe. I remember, it was funny. Was it, was it like, Mag? Huh? I said it was his uh, cousin? It could have been. I... I I don't know. I just remember that that third guy was the one who's like, "Yeah, we've seen you play here before," and uh, we were Sorry. like, uh, "Not not real impressed." But tonight, you guys sound really good. Like <laughs> it was a total like. <laughs> Damn, they shit on you like that. <laughs> no, I mean he was he was really being nice, honestly. No, right? no, no. I feel you, bro. He's like, "Hey, first time, man. We have to dip, man. You know." Yeah. Well, well but I have to go walk my dog. <laughs> I mean, people. I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much like just doing your own sound and you know every night's just different yeah. you know I, I there's no yeah. like constant and you could run into so many different issues you know when you're playing a hundred plus shows a year it's it, i mean you see all forms of the spectrum of good shows bad shows terrible shows yeah. amazing shows like okay show a lot of blah a lot of filler shows that are just okay you know but um so he probably mm-hmm. came on one of the nights that wasn't so great maybe sound wise or maybe i you know there's so many x factors to performing and i i i always talk about this but i overanalyze it for sure but um yeah man practice for practice shows will just let go yeah i i i was a lot better i was a lot better at that practice shows let it go it's a lot better at that back when i was playing with you I'm, i'm probably worse at that now somehow Oh shit, man! I thought you'd be good by now, bro. I'm too in my head about it. You know, back when we were in high school was the time. I was the time I was the worst musician, but had the most confidence. (laughs) Hey yo, (laughs) when you just said that, you reminded me of uh, what was that loaded gun? When yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't you have like ten outfits on and shit? <laughs> that that would have been at the high school yeah. talent show our senior <laughs> year when we headlined and played every song like. We had just that we knew. mounds of <laughs> cocaine. I mean, everything was just way too fast. I, I talk about this show, and every time, the, the most vivid uh, memory shit. I have of it is I drank two five-hour energies, didn't eat anything, and we played five last. Five-hour needs to pay you, bro. You've been drinking that shit since 07. Well, I don't drink that stuff anymore. When did you stop last week? <laughs> I mean, I, it's <laughs> just a different, a different... Stand up, Ty. What's in your pockets, Ty? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different... I mean, I, I it's just dressed up a different way. It's, it's still energy. you shit, bro. Energy... I drink energy drinks, for sure. Bro, but... I was on your Instagram today, bro. I saw it in the corner picture, bro. <laughs> yeah. Nah, not the five hours, but... Uh, That's funny, man. I was... You used upset. to, man. I swear, they should have paid you, bro. You drank a hell out of that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was looking for that extra edge, you know? Trying to drink four bottles of that, two Red Bulls, and three waters. <laughs> no wonder I look like a crazy person when I was on. I feel oh, like I was shit. the most fun to watch, but again, I just didn't sound very good. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what I was doing singing wise. The better I get as a singer and like musically, 
I feel like then I like know when I'm being shitty. Like I know when I'm messing up yeah, more. Yeah, you can that shit. Even even if they're small mistakes, I can. It's easy to let that like weigh my whole performance down. Whereas back then it was just like, yeah. is what it is. Right when I do right, it, just going raw with it. Right. I wait. I wait. Yeah. I was just talking to my uh, Darren, the the old boss uh, at Kidder. And from I, the music store. Yeah, and I was talking to him about that. As like, he because he He's saw some. Too. Facebook video of me performing is like, yeah, you should maybe loosen up a little bit, you know. Think uh, there's the, <laughs> there's this guy named uh, Michael. Two shots of whiskey later. <laughs> Mike Michael Klug, um, he plays okay. some jacked up and empty bottles, and every time he plays, he just oh, looks, yeah, they're looks, pretty good though, if I remember right. Oh, for sure, yeah. We, we play a couple little festivals there and there too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they they're yeah. good singers. They're good older guitar. cats too, right? It's kind of season. They're probably a little older than us, not much, yeah. but maybe like yeah. four years or something, remember, four or five blur. years. But um, th- he always just looks like he's having a blast on stage, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wish I could do that. That's the time you let go, man. I don't know how you do that, bro. When I went to work and I wasn't working all, I thought about it. I was like, I'm playing two or three shows this weekend. I got one show with Ty, one full band show, and a possible house party if we want to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mentality, man. But I, that, I feel show, like bro. my mentality was more like that in the time period you're talking about right now is what i'm talking about like i feel like the, uh, the I you meant back then i was like Shit. no i mean i i feel like I, there was a there was a there was a cap there was a cap when blair like mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember this but we had just done the uh, show at eureka and blair like sat okay. me down and he was like i don't really think i'm gonna play in this band anymore if you're gonna continue to sing because mm-hmm. you know it's not you know, I, because I, I, he was singing like one or two songs. He's like, you know, oh, my, yeah, my friends come up to me and say, you know, you should be singing the whole night or you guys should get a different singer. It just feels weird. And then, like, you know, I was like, well, I could do one of two things. I could quit playing with Blair because I wasn't going to not be singing. Not singing. Because that's like the most fun part of it is singing my own songs, I feel like. And then. Um, or I was going to try to get a lot better. So I, I worked really hard at trying to, you know, get my pitch more on as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I think I got, I did come a long way. I think I still, you know, I'm still trying to get better at it and be a better singer. You almost at that deeper tone where you should be at, but you're still being hard at it. <laughs> What's that? You always say that. I don't know what that means. Yeah, bro, man. I know my stuff, man. The deeper you're tone. There, bro. You'll get there when you stop hitting your head, man. The you're not bad tone. where you at, man, but I can hear it though. Certain times you would hit, I'm like, that's that's where you're supposed to be at, right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, stuck with well, that zone and multiply that shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's an enigma. I think that's why, partially why. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like that's partially why I like it so much, though, is because I can never really figure you're it out, bro. Well, I'm not debating that. It's just you. You a Schweitzer, man. You're I'm hard-headed. Bro. I'm not debating that. I'm hard-headed. What I'm saying is. I think that's it's part of style. part of why I like doing the music stuff is because it's a puzzle that you can never really figure out. I get that. We'll change the game of the puzzle, bro. Hit that register, man, and find new boundaries in that area, man. Kill that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress. It always is. <laughs> Trying to get better every time I do anything. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, I was going to... So you talk about Eureka, but you want to go before Eureka? Oh, Blair, I, no, I was just that. saying, Blair, Blair had that talk with me, and then I was like, I really changed my mentality towards singing, which was like a yeah. blessing and a curse, 
because yeah. I do think I got a lot better, but I also think it took away think from, more. Yeah, it's too. I'm just more in my head about it. So it's like yeah. a double-edged sword. And then now, now it's like that saying, you know, the, the more you know, the more you know, the the more you know about the mistakes you're making, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's high points. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's a it's a constant like internal battle of trying to how can I be better? And then yeah. like I I feel like the one thing I've gotten better at as far as singing goes is if I do hit like a sour note, not let it ruin the whole song. You yeah, you used to be big on that, bro. Yeah, I <laughs> you just, just all that, bro. Let that shit go. After yeah, every song up. we'd play, just me shaking my head like, ah. Uh. Yeah, you turn you turn and look at me like. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? I'll be laughing and stuff. You wouldn't smiling. even know what I was you, talking about. Yeah, I would be laughing. <laughs> uh, I'm like, pro, I'm like, Ty, man, let that shit go. And like, even if you fuck up, hit a strum wrong, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You'd be mad for like, the next verse. I'm like, bro, let's let that shit go. Get yeah. wild, you know, well, shoot I just, some water in the air, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I just want to think that I'm like Ross Graves, you know, as far as the <laughs> the vocal, like the how good of a singer he is, or Donnie, you know, Ross or Donnie, those guys rarely hit bad notes. But that's just not my, you know, that's not hey, my... Man, everybody has their high points, man. <laughs> right. But I get, I just get too stuck on, you know, trying to be better that I can yeah. I can miss the the kind of small enjoying of getting better. You know, I don't enjoy the journey yeah. as much as I should. Right. But, again, I think I've gotten better at that. But I um, do. I would agree. I wouldn't deny that. <laughs> you know, I haven't been around you, but I feel like I can tell. Right. You definitely don't see me. You're not as antsy with it, if that makes sense. Right. But, okay, so we did California Song. What's that? Jester. Jester's maybe my favorite song oh, on that. That's funny. Jester's playing right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it, I swear. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know you can't hear it. It's just funny the second time you did it. Um, it's not even in order. This is on my YouTube. So Jester is... Uh, like, two times. Like I, I changed it. What's that? Uh, everybody... They call me drum, drum D Griff. Right. Or drum two times, gotta say things twice sometimes, you know? <laughs> right. So like uh that's what I have it as D R U M two XS. Oh, on your drum you, two times. on your YouTube page you're saying? Yeah, but if you type in drum D Griff, it'll still pop in as drum two times either way. I gotcha. But that's probably what I'll go with for a while. I've yeah. got like three little knickknicks. But um yeah, that song I feel like turned out maybe the best on the whole album. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorite songs. One of my Chester? Fa- yeah, one of my favorite songs to play yeah. live. One of my favorite. There's two a lot, a lot of fan requests, man. I mean, cut you off, but no, you're good. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, requests for that, man. I remember, uh, I remember Liz hit me up. Two or three homies in the city, like, yo, man. Last time I was down at ISU, man, y'all play that little joint. Uh, Eat sleep, don't die. Cause that's what we're doing. I told them we were gonna do a redo because we were talking about remastering it, but we never did it. Yeah. And then uh, they also like the jester. Like, y'all doing that one song, man, where you come in slow, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, that's coming on there. Because they all wanted to hear it. I just feel like everything. Because <laughs> the live was beating, bro. We used to tear that shit up. Yeah. It has its own feeling live. Like, just the sound when you're around it, you can't really describe it, you know? For sure. The album version is very good, but obviously, when you play live, you can't beat being around people and. Feeling that same energy, you well, know what I'm and and it was always like we always and the did sound kind of tickles your hairs in your heart. We always did the jester and then he sleep. Those were like our last two songs for a long time. Yeah, our closers. climax, man. So it was like if jester, some people are nice and 
if, toasty. If that second half of Jester, like right when that would kick in, we were like, "All right, it's balls to the wall mm-hmm. till the end of the set," you know. So it was like it's almost like a movie Limitless, man. His eyes popped and he took the pills. <laughs> yeah, kinda. It kinda would dial, dial you in and you'd be ready to go. Like right when that, yeah. right when your kick drum hits like that eighth, those eighth notes in that do 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 on that uh, second half after the second chorus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I did. Sure. I just always felt like that recording, like do, at least, does that song justice. If it nothing does do else, justice. it does. Um, but and then, I say sixty percent justice, but audio wise, it's like a ninety five percent good sounding song. I think I think it's good all around. I don't know. I mean, I say sixty percent because if we went back and did it, it would sound crazy. <laughs> right. Well, you can say that always, though. The hard part about recording anything is knowing when we're done. I feel like that was designed to shine. One of the problems with design to shine is. That I was can, your ass, bro. I know. I'm not saying it wasn't, T. I'm saying... Three, six months, knock it out, boy. That's how I came up, man. My family, that's how we do, man. We just like, all right, so we're doing it. Let's get it to done. It's probably from church, man. I told you, like, my dad played bass. My mom sang, played flute. So, like, we would go. He will do the sound system. Well, you... Play bass. I mean, if you think we'll about it... we be at church all day. And then we practice after church, like, at five or six. For three hours, they'll be practicing. <laughs> so I always grew up in that atmosphere. If you think about it, you were still like that when you recorded. Every time you've done your parts like that, you never get a like chance what? to like. You always yeah. do them quick. I mean, it was yeah, a, I have to drill them, man. It was I get a, so excited. I just want to hear that shit sound. With man. me, it's always like I want to make it like. But drums are just always the hardest thing to get right, and uh, you know, once know, it you takes once, like three hours to set that shit up. And then once you get, if you set them up uh, next time, it's gonna sound different. So you try to do it yeah, all in. You gotta do it all in that session setting, which you have. You have to at least do all of a song. You can't like come back and do the other come half back and, of a and song. Do all part of it, right? You have to. Yeah. But I mean, we we probably did six or seven per time you recorded, and we did two separate sessions of that so we had like your scratch drums that we used to start recording like all the other parts and then you kind of sat on that for a while and then you came back in and did your main drums so it was like two 12 hour days and then maybe like one shorter day Um, i still have scratch tracks from uh for test five yeah i I really wish we would have test five would have been clean the album too man i will show that's the only thing because like blair songs Obviously, different singer, different guitar it's a different lead. Different vibe, yeah. So, like the the dynamics, people are like okay. So, like if I'm like this part of the night, this these songs are making me feel this way, and then this part right. of the night, these songs are making me feel this way. This is a whole experience, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I always liked heaven. It's just like a nice. It's a nice thing to it's play. The same way for him too, for his songs. Like but, when he's not playing with you, like those songs aren't there. Right. Well, I'm just saying, like when we play what. It's nice to take a back seat once in a while, you know, and just enjoy playing. Yeah. When you're, you know, the front person 100% of the time, it can, That's true. it can be a lot more daunting. You know, if the pressure's off yeah. you for just, you know, that three, four minutes, and you're just rocking the chords to a one of Blair's tunes, you know, for me, it was just <laughs> like, 
it was like I, I'd get it's and, then, and sure. then you get like this like healthy competitiveness too. It's like oh he fucking killed that song. I need right, to step right, up my sh- my game. Now I gotta get my shit. Right, and then you know if <laughs> I would always turn around and smirk like that too. Right, he like pop his eyebrows up. He's <laughs> <laughs> like now it's your turn, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean I think I think it was like it would work both ways because. I think sometimes I would be sounding good and it would step his game up, and sometimes we'd elevate each other to a whole different level that we probably wouldn't have been able to reach without each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that goes mm-hmm. for the whole band. I mean, just playing with Kevin, you, I, I, it's just such a different thing. I was talking on a, one of the podcasts I did recently about like just how much I miss playing really with a drummer. I, play with, I played with Kev a few times here and there, but not enough. You yeah. Know? And I remember the first time I played with him after taking like a year off of playing with him, I was like, man, a lot of these songs we wrote were so bass-driven. Like, <laughs> they, they really just relied on him. And uh, and then, you know, just playing with you, it was it was just like, it's just something I wouldn't have to worry about, kind of. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I feel you, bro. It was just easy. Yeah. I miss that ease. And I don't know if I can really get that with anybody else, you know? Like, I, if I did, it would be like, I'd have to play for like 10 years probably with somebody. Yeah, play for a while. Because <laughs> so I can still play. Like, I, I still know the licks, so it's, it ain't nothing but, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, when you're accustomed to it. Just to, to develop thing, that kind of chemistry. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's like takes a, time. such a daunting thing to even think about i mean that was the thing when we we probably waited after you left like at least a year if not two before we even played with kyle um because we were like there's no how are we even gonna do this like yeah and just the idea of trying to we had a lot of songs man how many like how many songs do we have like originals and I, I mean, don't we, know originals and covers. We, we had a lot, bro. Between me and me and Blair songs, I mean, we you could do probably sixty to eighty songs at like any time, right? Because I mean, we would do four That's hour sets, no problem. <laughs> four hour sets, yeah. And we knew more songs uh, uh, more than that that we just didn't play. Right, right. We didn't have confidence in playing. And I mean, if you think about like the, all the songs that like we have played, like even just like in high school, me and you playing. I mean, that's a whole. Yeah. 30 songs right there, 40 yeah, songs. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't New Year's. What did I learn? Was that 30 songs? You, 30 or 40 songs <laughs> that, you've been learning in two I, months? That's so funny. When you, you said New Year's earlier, I, I, I totally had a flashback to that show. That, yeah. that <laughs> was first night thing. and uh, at It was the first City night. Hall, right? At the Pontiac it was City, City Hall. Hall. It's like a New Year's celebration. Everybody comes downtown for the fireworks and shit. That's one of the references in uh, Mighty Vermilion is uh, the first nights that were our last we had, yeah. we had the big town like festival called First Night, but it was the last night of the year. So that, that was a yeah. Pontiac. And we we played those things as much as we could, I think. I think we played the first, that senior year, but I think we tried to play like every year after that for a couple at least at the first night. Yeah, nights. I don't remember that. But yeah, we did do, because we did that. The other ones we TC came. TC Buzz, was like a, right? That was one of them. Yeah, we played TC Buzz. That was a good show too. Everybody loved this shit too. They're like, "You gotta sign the wall." <laughs> I remember I drank uh, espresso right I before pictures. I sang you that did. night, and it just like fucked up my voice really hard. But, a mom and them came to that show. Yeah, it was a weird one because you know everybody our age wanted to drink and stuff, and yeah. it was a coffee house. So, I wasn't I mean, drinking back then, right? And I mean, I definitely wasn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> but. but uh, 
And then I think we did the Crystal Palace a few times for, um, for yeah, we first, quick. Who do we open for? What, what was that doing? New Year's Eve. Um, are you talking uh, about the Kansas thing or the? No, nah, Kansas. That was different. That was the outside. Right. They that took was that like, rig. Uh, I forgot how long it took them to set that shit up. <laughs> they, they're. I Wasn't re- that, that, and their sound engineer was trying to talk shit to us because, like, during our set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were playing. He was like, "Hey, we're trying to sound check," and I was like, "Bro, give me a mic get, right now." And we are like, playing no, a set. Yeah, you can wait. I was like, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> I wanted to know who the fuck I am, dude. But and then and they were like, "Well, my sound system's big." I respect shit. Don't come at me like that. Shit. Well, it was just like we were getting to the final like few songs. Like we were getting to that Jester and Eat Sleep area, and I remember in the middle of Jester, they were just like, "Fuck off, dude. You want to come talk to me? Come down here, man." (laughs) But I mean, I remember that shit. I was heated. Y'all like, nah, bro. I was like, give me the microphone. Speaking of being heated, do you remember? Don't say nothing, dude. (laughs) Do you remember how hot it was that day? It was hot, man. Cause I, I had a long sleeve shirt on. I remember I got <laughs> the whole hat, and then we did pictures after that before the Kansas thing. Oh yeah, before the because we we played our set, and then we went and did pictures with Emily, hooking mm-hmm. us up with pictures again. Um, and yeah. uh, we use those pictures forever. And you got uh, that one good picture over John Rambo's shoulder. I don't know if I, I remember like that, that picture. one. I, I always on the right side of his shoulder, maybe. I always think of the one of us it. in front of the the mattress where we're all just kind of leaned back. Oh shit! We took that earlier in the day, didn't we? Yeah. Was that after? That was after. That was, early. That was after. I can't remember. We're all we were all burned, burned up on our skin and burnt out from just being tired. That makes sense. That makes sense why Blair did a little flush. Yeah, well, chill in the alley. He was looking like not upset, but he was looking like chill. <laughs> he was looking that like sense. He was done, back. done with pictures. But I think it had yeah, a cool I effect. That that was the same day, though. And then we did that one where we were all lined up and everybody was turned the opposite way. Yeah, like side face features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the letters were black on the on the little poster. I don't remember that part, but um, yeah, the Olympic architects. It was like and then the cartoon like, one, the cartoon that one that we used forever. That's one of my favorite ones too. <laughs> We were in the pool. That wasn't the same day. Yeah, it was. That was because uh, we were in the Chautauqua. A lot of that stuff was yeah, around. I must there. have brought extra shirts. Yeah, we well, probably did. Yeah, seems like something you would photos. do. But because uh, I had the V neck and the other shirt, the other Chautauqua one, I got that shirt with the plant and animals square thing. Like it was like a really like Renaissance looking thing. It was like save the plants or some shit. See, this is the difference between you and I. I know I was wearing yeah. a shirt. But that's about yeah, as so far you're as... you're kind of a gray shirt. No, I'm just saying... I didn't say gray. I didn't say gray. I said A shirt. That's that's about as much as I can remember. Yeah, I know, fuck it for <laughs> I, know, I know I wasn't... You know me, my details, man. I know I wasn't shirtless, but that's about... <laughs> the, the, we, we have to hop the fence to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had to break into Chautauqua. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know the history about that place. That was a deep-ass pool, though. It was cool. There some good-ass pictures, though, man. Yeah, and they, they tore that thing down, so it's kind of... It's gone. It's history now. Yeah, we 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 got some oh, historic shit. pictures there that you just can't yeah. get anymore. Yeah, that good. The lifeguard seat when they had me, he had me sit in the seat, or she had me, I guess, because I couldn't remember it was there, Dougie. But I do remember now. Yeah. Because I remember we were trying to move, we were a little tired, and we were just pulling places to go and shit. And they're like, "Let's go here," and I was like, "I don't know what this place is." <laughs> right. You didn't know where Chautauqua uh, was. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Oh, because it wouldn't. It would have been closed for a while at that point. So yeah. I knew it from my childhood because it, that, that's where I went yeah, to swim every you summer. Grew up there. Yeah. Right, but then after a while, it just wasn't open. But um, yeah, I learned about that the swinging bridges out there, like yeah, all that little stuff. I didn't really know the history like that down there. I never went past. 
I would never went lower than Joliet or Plainfield at the time, like in Illinois, unless I had to go out of state. Right. Right. Like Joliet was the farthest. Plainfield too, but I mean, it's kind of over to the side. But uh, yeah, that's about it. So then, so I it was kind of funny. I guess uh, the ne- was the next song Evelyn after Jester. I think it was Evelyn. I don't know the order, but Evelyn, yeah, I do got that on here too. I, I don't know if I put an order on my playlist or the order that I like it. That was the first song that we like had like a we had your scratch drums, but we did everything else. And like I was showing people, and like was proud that it was like a close to like it sounded you know semi professional. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was you know that's another one that I feel like still kind of a an album song. We didn't really ever play that live. Yeah, Evelyn honestly was decent. I like. I like the, the vibe of it to this day. I mean, I think it's a nice little. What's that song, song about too? Um, that that one uh, is kind of about a ghost that I don't know. Like I had this idea. One time I thought I saw a ghost in our house, and then it kind of sparked this idea of this, like, ghost that ha- haunted our house. But um, I was just sleeping really late at night, and I opened my eyes, and I saw, like, a person's figure in my room. And then, you know, I turned the light on really fast. Of course, it was gone. So I was probably, you know, dreaming or something. Um, yeah. But anyway, so then I just, like, toyed with the idea of, like, who's really haunting who. I mean, am I... Because I was thinking, like, you know, the, the the Beetlejuice movie where the people come in and they're, like... Uh, Checking out the house and shit? Yeah, and they can't really leave the house, or the, the ghost can't really leave the house. So it's almost like they're being haunted by the... And then I'm I'm sitting down there just singing these songs all the time, and, like, they're having to listen, listen to me sing, and I, uh, who's haunted and who's haunting? Is it my voice that's taunting and stealing your sleep? Um... And then, like, who knows what happens when I'm sleeping? Maybe my, I don't know. I just had a l- lot of little little thoughts, I guess, about that. Um, and that's where that song kind of came from lyrically. And I was just trying to write like a kind of upbeat folk song, and that that guitar part kind of fit yeah. the bill. Um, and then, of course, I think after that was planes, trains, and automobiles. And that, uh, you know, one of the first songs I ever wrote completely by myself. So, I mean, you've been playing that song <laughs> almost as long as me. Not quite, but pretty pretty long. I mean, high school. I like, P- I like PTA. It sounds good on the album, too. Yeah, it's a good d- running song. And if I, you're a runner, it's a good song to listen to. That's one of them. That and Evelyn and California are all songs Blair didn't play guitar yeah. on. I feel like that one I really missed. Once again, I like Callie, too. Callie's a very driving song. Yeah, and it's simple. I like the simplicity of that one. Like, it's, it's not trying yeah. to be anything extra. You know what I mean? Like, it's you try to do the shuffle to make it sound like you're moving because you're talking about being out west when you're from Illinois. Right. So I was thinking, like you said, the train. I think that was more shuffle, like, like kind of but like shuffling, like getting there. Yeah. So that's why I do kind of a trot. And, and then it like changes little... time of like three different times throughout. So it's like the way that it transitions it was always really cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, planes, trains. I feel like I definitely missed Blair's Blair's guitar part a little bit. Not that I disliked the album, how how it turned out on the album, and I think at that point I was a little over that song in general because I've been playing it since a sophomore in high school. And I've already, I had already. <laughs> Breathing underwater, bro. Breathing underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, t- I talked about that one recently on the podcast. I d- it's I don't a good know. Song you are. It's too simple for Tyler for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, <laughs> I say just, Tyler because that's when I'm being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Ty or Ty Swy. <laughs> I I just call you D. I don't ever vary really. Yeah, I know. I got. I need, to, I need to come up with an asshole 
D name, but I don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wish that Blair would have played on that one on the album. Just yeah. uh, didn't didn't pan out. What was after Planes, Trains? Was it, um, was it <coughs> Firebound? No, maybe it was Firebound. That'd be track. I like 10. Firebound too. Firebound was one that like I was really going for like a rock song version of it. Even though when I wrote it, yeah. it wasn't really a rock song. I mean, it was upbeat, but it was definitely an acoustic. And yeah. we kind of threw it together, honestly. If I'm being a hundred percent. Like yeah. we, I did it all in the studio, like the real rough cut version, and kind of gave it to you guys to come up with your mm -hmm. parts with, and then, you know, you guys had your suggestions, and we we just kind of recorded it, and it was what it was. I don't know. I that that's why I did that acoustic version of it recently is because I I feel like, you know, it was it's an interesting version of that song. Plus, once you're getting fireball, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's just something about it that I never really... I just didn't quite get to where I wanted it to. It was good. Yeah, when I heard it, man, I always think of 90s, like late 90s for some reason with that whole... Like, who's that? Like I guess like the Blink era and... Uh, yeah, I guess like those guys, like they play like the videos that were corny but funny, but at the same time, I call them pool songs. Yeah. So like I said, I didn't grow up on that. I grew up on more... GC, WGCI or B96 or WNUA like Jazz Station. I remember That's what I listened to. I was listening to a lot of um, what was that band that Anna Anna we used to cover it with Blair Anna some Anna Sun. Remember that song? Yeah. Anna Sun song? Yeah. I think Walk the Moon that's who, who that was yeah. by. I was listening to a lot of that when I wrote that song. And I really liked mm. a lot of their like vocal rhythms and. Um, so I would have never thought that. Yeah, I mean, it, how it yeah. comes out of my brain, it's never how <laughs> it like is supposed to sound. So, because mm. I'm trying, you know, actively trying to steal the sound of somebody else, but then when it comes out of my my mouth and fingertips, it just doesn't sound like that. So <laughs> even if I tried to yeah. rob, rob somebody and steal their sound completely, it just I'm so not good enough that it just comes out to sound how it sounds. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying... I think it's a good thing. It comes out like You my, are a good musician, my shit, own, man. You're always down on yourself, man. <laughs> it comes out my own way. Putting yourself in the motherfucking box. Oh, you know, I, I, like shit, I said, nah, I'm trying nah. to get better, but... Um... <laughs> What's that cartoon? Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember with that song, um, that song, the whole premise of Fire that. Bear? Yeah, the whole premise of, of that is like thinking about, it's kind of like talking about the glory days, but then it's also like kind of poking fun at like the idea that those were your best days. You yeah. Can, I, I, I like that song because I feel like you could take it either way. You could take it like living like in, like in the past, in the glory days, like... You could read the whole song that way, and it works that way. Or you could read it like, you know, I'm kind of like saying that. It's kind of silly to think that those were the best time. I mean, any time's the best time if you want it to be the best time. Yeah. Like right now is probably the glory days for some other time in the future. Um, yeah. So you should just appreciate where you're at, kind of. But I, I don't know. I was really trying to, like, ride that line the whole time with the lyrics to... Where you could take it both ways, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then I think Laura Lee was next. I don't know. I, 
Have any 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 memories about that song? Laura Lee? Yeah. Yeah, I like Laura Lee, man. I know some people are a little indifferent when it comes to Michael Jackson, but when I first heard like the bass line to that, I was kind of trying to get soaking in. I tried to make it a little sexy. Not too saucy, but the whole intro part, like uh, with the whole hi-hat shuffle with the first verse. Right. I kept thinking Michael Jackson, like, 80s era, you know? That's cool to hear. Just made me think about, like, my grandma Joyce and shit, like, back in the day, I was just trying to, like, get a little smooth, just let the guitar, like, soak it in, but I didn't want to come too heavy on the drums, just kind of let it roll, you know what I'm saying? That was a weird one, too, because Blair had that whole part that he, like, wrote as the intro. Yeah. And then... We changed it, like, two or three times with the stumps. The well, intro, the whole intro bass drum thing. But then, you know, he quit during the album, so I just wrote a whole yeah. different set of lyrics to go kind of in that. Fill that space. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I don't know. The bass drum pound is nice, man, because like Stadium Arena just immediately comes with the bass drum, builds up until it gets saucy at the end. I really like the end, too, that whole little uh, end jam before the breakdown. Because the like whole song the belty part? is different. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what you would want to call it. <laughs> right, right, yell. Yeah, I call. It, I guess it's kind of a jam, but yeah, I just call it like a a pre-outro chorus is what I call it because it's still chorusy to me. Yeah, I, I would say that. I always it's like not that. Instrumental, like, it's not a jam either. The the um the accent beats in that song are yeah. fun the whole time. Like we yeah. we we continuously all go back to the doom doom doom, and that's probably you. <laughs> like when I when I um when I'm playing the foot drums on it, I'm. Like, I just hear those parts because, like, you know, I played that song with you so much that, like, I don't You're not know. the camera over, bro? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This isn't going to be doesn't a matter. Own video, it. but I was, I I'm got too excited. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a real interesting video from, you, from people watching your <laughs> camera angle. You're like, oh, Big D pops his head in, you put it the, uh... The minutes that I pop my head in and shit, people go and fast forward to <laughs> <and> shit. <laughs> Just every Three times like, in the whole fucking two hours. Yeah, every forty-two minutes, Big D pops. Ain't fucking stupid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after yeah, Laura Lee, that shit hits, man. It's a good little I, I have the vivid memory of being in Detroit in that one crazy room singing Laura Lee. Do you remember was it that? Box Groove, Groove Studios. Yeah, yeah, that's where we got you know the the night we got <laughs> robbed. But, Not uh, there though. It was at the. Uh, that w- it was at the. Was it the engineers or the guy was running? Because we went there. How was that whole setup? We uh, it was a magazine, right? Didn't they hit us up or we hit them up? No, it was Sonic Bids. It was a website. Sonic and, Bids. And they hit us up to say you know because we applied for the you know coming Groove up. Box, and right? Yeah, Box Studios. Yep, that sounds right. And then yeah, um, they they said you know we'd come up and record some songs for you, and uh, we drove all the way to Detroit, and it was. That was a crazy just idea to do. I don't know. That building was tight though. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of things about that trip were cool. Just that last yeah. <laughs> that last little bit was not great. <laughs> just that last part where they took my shit. <laughs> and then we had to rent a van to get home. Yeah. I did not like that. <laughs> that part was not good. But, but um, he, he said, "Forget all the barbecue and everything else they use. <laughs> yeah, forget the free recordings and the free visuals." I was. I felt oh, like it was shit. all my fault anyway. I set all that shit up and thought it was a good idea. That's funny, bro. And I didn't even like the way any well, of Well, I like going to Detroit. Dude. Detroit is like always versing with Chicago. Like we have like the footwork they do like jitting pretty much. So it's always like, oh, Detroit. Uh, 
uh, Chicago, uh, Gary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I've never been there. Detroit has a lot, a lot of music history. I just you know remember it was like crumbling, like a lot of places. Yeah. Even just that warehouse we were in was like ancient. It was like an old car yeah. factory or some shit. Yeah. But uh, so that room that we were singing Laura Lee in as a warm up. So we had driven like it was like eight Good hours time. or six six to eight hours in the car, and then we were just gonna like show up and try to play. And I I remember it was real <laughs> that tough. That shit was fun though. It was tough for me to be able to, and then we had to use those headphones, and I wasn't really like, probably didn't get yeah. a good mix for that because I didn't even know what I was shooting for. But then, um, yeah. what was I gonna say? Oh, and then we went into that. So it was like a skate room where they spray painted all the walls. I remember all the saw spray paint. We do have videos of that online too. <laughs> yeah, I don't probably on your page, right? Yeah, it's on my page. Drum two times. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, because I think uh, you have a camera, bro. You have. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Lo, Lo was there, and she kind of taped a lot of it. Yeah. Um, Blair's riding around on the skateboard and shit. Yep, yep. And, I think uh, there was a guy in there that was spray painting and setting up shit. But she, actually, Lo, Lo taped the us doing Laura Lee when we were warming up, and yeah. uh, it's like in this, that room was just so, like, echoey. It was like a perfect room to do that. It was a cool little room. But, um, yeah, so that was Laura Lee, uh, Remember, we did five songs there. I didn't like any of mine. <laughs> what, what else is <laughs> As <new>? usual. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, I get so so in my head about it. Anyway. Um, yeah, bro. And then I'm So, I think, or no, Shapeless would have been next. I felt like that. Dude, I like Shapeless, man. At first, I didn't like playing it live all the time because, you know me, I like to get it. But I know the ladies kind of like it. Depends on the groove we're in that night. If we're trying to rush it, then we didn't vibe it as much. You know? Right. Like full style, it was more like a filler song, but like there's one night, time we did it tastefully. It was nice. We played it at Weft, like right when I wrote it, and I feel like that one's online somewhere, and it turned out yeah. okay. And then yeah. that was another one that you know Blair played the guitar part in Lorley. I didn't mention that, but um, so it, like his yeah. his electric guitar sounds like super cool in that song. Yeah. But then in Shapeless, like some of these songs, like he had written parts for, or, like he had parts that he was kind of sussing out, and then it was like he left, mm-hmm. and then it was like me and Jeff just kind of coming up with something that sounded similar to something we would guess. I think Mighty Vermilion was much the same way, and then um, also with uh, Shapeless, because we were t- trying to kind of figure out the parts he was playing. And playing trains and automobiles. That was another one that we kind of missed his. Shape it sounds really good, bro. Like yeah. it's a clean song. I feel like that's you know one of the top of the it's albums. A really good adult song. Yeah. And the I, I kind of wish it wasn't number thirteen or whatever, or twelve or thirteen. It's like way up in the track list. So a lot. I don't feel like a lot of people make it that far. When I would give them an album, I'd, I'd need to push that as a single separately or something. But. I, I, everything about that song is pretty cool. I, I really like that part where it switches over um, to the like the breakdown, like the doom 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 doom. Yeah, yeah. Doom, and then that's kind of my. That's what I would call a solo for me. It's a light solo. Well, you come in I like with that part. You, you mimic. You like mimic with the kick drum. You're like doom 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 doom. And Kev plays that exact same part, but then your mm-hmm. hands are really what's keeping the beat. So you're like playing the mm-hmm. melody with your kick drum. But then your hands are just keeping like the straighter part of the beat. I always like the way that comes in. Um, and mm-hmm. then I added like a slide guitar um, in the chorus parts, and I felt like that really brought the choruses together. 
But yeah, the chorus and the breakdown, like the breakdown goes like yeah, ten or fifteen seconds. That's just really clean. And, it, and the so I always try to picture it was a conversation, like a guy and a girl talking. So it was just like I just uh, it was just kind of back and forth, it was like. So I always like that shit. Yeah, I, it's so it goes funny. right back into the chorus. The way the way you think about music is just so different than the way I think about music. It's so interesting to <laughs> listen to your takes on things, because um, they're just like night and day different. But yours is like. <laughs> I don't know. Yours is more like feeling. Mine's more like analyze. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Again, I think that's probably why it was so fun to play in a band for together all those years. Um, so then it would be I'm So before the last song. I like I'm, I'm So too. I'm So was always... Uh, I'm So builds, man. I always anticipate the ending. And that was when we played like almost right away, I feel like. True, true. It was a like, lot of changes in that song, bro. Well, with we Blair especially, because he was doing the bow, violin yeah. bow. And then <laughs> I forgot would, about that shit. Yeah, I, I forget every once in a while, but it was real gimmicky. Did he cut his finger open at Eureka, or was that Cowboy Monkey and Champagne? <laughs> that was Eureka. That was a terrible... That was in the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like... So we had this big show at Eureka, and it was like going to be an auditorium full of people, and Blair worked there. Everybody was waiting for this shit. Went to school, and it was a full packed house, and he was all excited because he was going to do the sound, and he was, you know, he was going to use a projector. I remember that yeah. being a big like deal. He was so excited, to, and then before he was opening a package with a knife and cut his fingers like he was terribly. Pissed. Yeah, and then he went... He said terribly. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Sorry, Blair, I'm not trying to laugh at your pain, bro. That it did, it did look good. Upset. And then he yeah, uh, he taped his fingers and played the show, and it was just, you know, just... Yeah, I mean, everybody... <laughs> couldn't play the same same energy. It was like, damn. Yeah, it sucked mad. all our energy, I think. I mean, I think... We also made a funny video. We did... It sucked all our energy. We did, you know, we did okay, but... Yeah, not comparable to what we would have done. Yeah, we would have brought it a lot harder if uh, we had Blair yeah. at full blast because he would have been on 10 probably. Yeah. But then knocked him down to about 4, I think. Yeah, I'm going to say he's about 40% and he's trying to make it 60%, so he was like <laughs> right, right. pushing his body. <laughs> um, and normally we were like, bro, fuck that shit. And we, like, nah. we opened I'm so, with I'm So, and we had that's why we were using the projector for that first song. We were going to do this cool projection. That shit's so crazy, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cowboy Monkeys when they gave him medicine. We're, I don't know where the video is to that. No, we have video somewhere. Yeah, was, I feel like it's I'm so too. Yeah, Cowboy Monkey. I remember that video. I gotta find that video because like, he, he has sunglasses on because they gave him medicine. He's just smiling the whole time. Wasn't that Mike? Um, Michael? What was his name? He did the video for us. He was from our high school. Michael, God, I can't remember his last name. Did a video for us there? Yeah, he. he oh, Alexander, bro. Michael Alexander, yes. I always is. call him Alexander. I never call him Michael. I just call him Mike. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, what? Who did videos? Because yeah, he. Uh, then he recorded some of my shit. We play, We recorded matches at Pressure Point in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So he went to his brother's condo, like, on the fucking 40th floor or some shit. And, yeah, I remember seeing that. That <coughs> looked really cool. And uh, The security wouldn't let us out at first. Yeah, they were yeah. tripping. That was, wasn't that for a show that that happened? I, I feel like it's House for... Blues, bro. No, I think it's for Redline, maybe. Redline Tap. It might have been Redline Tap. That place closed down, too. I believe it. 
But it was fun going in the back, though. I like the way that you come in through the back cages. It was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was like... Uh, I feel like Boston or something like that. You know? Or like uh, you were getting ready to do like a UFC or something. Like Yeah, it was cool. I like that kind of vibe. You just hop out, like, oh, there goes the stage. Man, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I remember Chad was there at that one. He just kept yelling, Hot yeah. Mike! <laughs> all night. Just kept... And then he'll look around at people to see like if somebody says something. And it wasn't funny at first, but then it got funny, and then it wasn't funny again, and then it... You know, by the end of the night, every, we were just saying it constantly. But wipe the sweat off his forehead and his hair at the same time, and look around, <laughs> chuckle and shit. But um, and they then of, of course, the last song on the album, DJ Scribbles. So that uh, I mean, that was really DJ. I think the first song we all played together ever. Um, as a band at NV Ultra Lounge open mic back in those days, because I remember teaching Blair kind of his part and Kev kind of his part like right before we went up there and then we just met you there and you had you know you had played that song with me before I think maybe a couple yeah. of weeks previous plus you know we played it throughout high school here and there yeah. and then uh, I don't know I you know I, I think I'm kind of over was over that <coughs> song quite a bit by because we had recorded it in high school and uh, you know I'd been playing it a lot but the recording of that song, I think, turned out really good. You know, I, I mean, for yeah, that, it turned out good, man. For what always, that song for me. is and how old it was, and I don't know. I think everything really was fine. I mean, for what that song means to me, it was nice to get like a good version of it. But again, it's a late track, so I I tend to just write off a lot of those late track. Like I don't even think about them that much for some reason. And then when I actually hear them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was, like, a pretty good... One of my favorite uh, parts of that recording of that song is at the very end of the track, you, like, we, we left the mic going, and you can hear me go, <sighs> like, <laughs> like, I just got all this, like, because the last song on the CD, so I just got this all off my chest, and <clears throat> finally, like, just got it down, and, like, I was, like, relieved but exhausted, um... But that's just like that. That I mean, we played that song at the Congress Theater. We played that to end so many shows. One of my most vivid memories of that song is Eureka College practice in Blair's dorm room, and like <laughs> just us. It was just the the four of us. Just maybe like you know, months after we had started playing, we were playing that song to end one of our just jam session practice kind of things, and. uh I just remember we kept it going for like way long, like it was probably like ten minutes. <laughs> I said <way laughs> something ridiculous, and uh, I don't know. I just remember that being like that was awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, I don't know. It was just it was yeah. Rika had a lot of random ass moments, man. Yeah, a lot of good them. times. I mean, with Blair working there, and we, I mean, we probably played three or four. Shows there throughout his his time there, maybe, maybe more. But we practiced there. I remember practicing that auditorium before that show. We would just practice yeah. when that when Blair would work there. And, uh, we just sneak in there, yeah, and pl play on <laughs> the, the whole amps and shit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that was the full design to shine. Oh, we forgot misery. 
Frat Misery. Misery's my shit, bro. I don't like the recording on that, if I'm being 100% honest. I feel like it starts weird. It's too quiet or something. You like... I feel you. Yeah, I don't know, man. It gets there towards like the end, but it, I feel like it, uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the beginning I want. Like the, we we went too low with the with the volume or something at the very very intro. Um, oh, you're talking about like sound wise. Yeah, like in the actual. I thought studio. you knew what we play. I was like, bro, that was a hit. Yeah, that was my one of my favorite. <laughs> always, still is one of my. I st- like I generally close my sets with that songs a lot of time. That song a lot of times because it's like a fun high energy song. To, but just the recording of it, I feel like didn't quite. I don't know. Hit the way you want it. Yeah, it's like I. Yeah, my my snare is like that too. I kept trying to pull it out because at the end I do the pops. I do the like. When I build it and I pull it out and I hit it hard with a nice Where pop. You... So I want to sound like a vacuum, like like it was, you know what I'm saying? Right. We kind of hit it going into that shit, but then like uh, at the end, it definitely the jam would go really hard. Like well, I we think... pretty much used to knock over cymbal stands and shit. <laughs> I, I think we. Cause, end... I mean, our shows, man. For cats that know, when we get to those parts of the songs, like everyone's like going crazy. We've had people run into our sets with beers and drinks and. <laughs> Yeah, sober and not sober, man. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> people bring who we've seen a lot of hard. both. Like, that is doing? for oh, yeah. sure. A lot of people just rocking, trying to sing, coming in while we're singing, yelling to the mic. Going for architects, rock! <laughs> like the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Or my crazy, my favorite man. when we were back in the day would be when somebody would come up while I was like actually like singing a song and they would just start mm-hmm. trying to like have a conversation with me <laughs> yeah, in my people ear. Would do that shit. they would like whisper like do you guys know this song i'm like well yeah. i'm trying to play this one song that i you know practiced a lot of time and had to like i'm currently thinking of how the song goes but you're trying to talk about something completely unrelated like how am i going to perform this song to its full potential if you're trying to have a conversation about something that's not even happening right now Exactly. That was like one of the most frustrating things. That doesn't really happen anymore. I don't really know why, but you know, maybe maybe my vibe's different. But <laughs> I don't know. People... We used to go hard, man. I don't know how hard you all go. I see some shows, but we used to get the, the place. Uh, I mean, yelling, it de- man. depends on the night for sure. But it yeah. did back then. I think to a little bit. We played a yeah. little bit less, so every show was like a bigger deal. You know, I feel I mean? you on that shit. Like we'd play like two that's sh- good too. Control the uh, market. Yeah, I, I, you don't want to oversaturate it. I definitely am guilty of that currently. But um, <laughs> so we forgot misery. Misery. Um, I, I I feel like that was always a good song. I'm trying to think. I feel I felt like we. Uh, I guess the only other one is patience, but that was kind of like just a last minute weird thing I did. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So I guess that's the whole album. Crazy. Took he us, said crazy. <laughs> took us three years to record that shit. Yeah, man. And I know it was my fault that it took that long. It was nobody else. <laughs> took me two days. <laughs> it took it took <laughs> took the two and a half days. Took me three years. So, yeah. um, and then uh, oh, I was gonna we, we, I was gonna mention a uh, matchless our first time in an actual studio recording, and how different like it's so. Shout out Steve Kovacs. <laughs> There you go. I don't think he still did. I don't know if he still mixes there. I, I don't know. It'd uh, be crazy if he did. Yeah, I still have him on uh, on everything. But um, but uh, that whole experience was just nuts. I feel like it was. Uh, yeah, like pressure point, man. 
I like that really nice pressure, studio. You know? Yeah. It was a nice studio. We were up on the like the third floor, and they were down on the first floor. I remember that was weird. Yeah. But I mean, we. I don't know why we were just uh, because me and my my foolhearted my hate my uh, you know I just like just had written that song like oh let's record that song let's not do one that we've been playing yeah. for you know a bunch of years or anything but uh, so I just had written it and I was like it's a good idea to just go and spend a bunch of money recording this song <laughs> I don't know why I picked You're that fool, one bro. to do uh, do up there but um. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was definitely an experience. I don't think we were we knew anything about recording in a studio though. I think that was a very much like learning experience, and the way they did it was not maybe the best way for us to do it. I think we kind of figured that out later. How, how like we? Because I think we always think it's best just to record like scratch tracks and then have you record your parts and then we record our stuff to your. And I remember I talked to the guy from Bottle of Justice, and he was like, you know, just practice with the metronome. So I bought that metronome, and then I had you put it in your ears while we practiced the song. I don't know if you remember that. And then we got to the studio, and it was, like, not even remotely similar to <laughs> doing it that way. <laughs> we all had our own separate headphone, jet, like, mixes. And, like, we had played, like a few shows i mean what we had played a lot of shows up to that point but it was just like we didn't know anything about sound we didn't we didn't know what we were doing and yeah. it was just i i don't know <laughs> i felt freestyling this shit yeah i felt frustrated for sure because i wanted it to be like amazing and we didn't know how to get it there but it got there i mean i think it got like by the time we were done it was fine but, matches yeah i think it yeah i mean a lot of people like that man i mean did a little video i made got a couple thousand right people always say that i really like that match Did you guys gonna put it in commercials <laughs> and people always ask me that shit they say like the sound just sounded good shout out steve kovacs and steve told me too in a message they'll ask him about doing some personal stuff that's just like uh was when i was still out that way and i was trying to do more some hip-hop stuff on the side i'm missing west hood and Omar and them, that's when Chance the Rapper was first popping, and, like, Vic Mensa. Right. He's like, yo, you got less than this Chance, dude, man. We play drums, we'll do it. Because, I mean, Omar's in that video, the right. Horn Soda video for Vic Mensa. He's playing drums on that. I remember he used to send me messages, like, put me on the game, some people. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do my little shit, too, on the side. And uh, I had messaged him on some rates and stuff. He was like, yeah, man. I was like, thanks for doing, you know, I always get respect. Like, thanks for doing that sound for us, you know. We yeah. Had a good time and everything. I definitely he was think like, you yeah, did man, a good I job. still use your uh I still use your snare <laughs> for a sample on my drum kits. That's funny. <laughs> so I thought that was cool shit. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, man. I was like something you just don't know. I didn't even if I didn't have that conversation with him, I would have never known that shit. Right. So it was just kinda cool. I remember that was one one of the weird things that happened when we were recording that song. Um we had saved up like two hundred and fifty dollars to go up to finish the song. Yeah. And then I woke up one day and it just was gone. And we had to like cancel. Mm. And I remember just being so like disappointed. Oh, yeah. Is that when we used to put it? Uh, that's when we mailbox. Yeah, I remember. The mailboxes. Yeah. From the battle of the band. Yeah. I don't know if you still used it or not. High school battle of <laughs> the bands that we won. Probably. Yeah, I don't even know if you still use it. So I was going to say nothing. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. wanted to put your shit out there like that. 
I know you got safes and everything. You're good now. I mean, I just but, don't uh, have any money to save, so it's easy to <laughs> not get stolen. You're a fool, bro. <laughs> but, Trying to protect you, fool. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I never really got the full story on what happened with that. Yeah. I, I remember who was all in the house and stuff with that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we both had issues. I put a note on the door or some shit, on the door refrigerator. Yeah. I remember you were asking, like, what's this note? And I was like, I know you did it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very big D type thing. Like, you were like, what's that note for? And I was like, whoever did it, they know. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Yeah, bro. Shit, man. But, uh, I remember that. I forgot, I forgot about that, bro. But, yeah. You went through some fucked up shit. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that was one of those things that just happened, and then we just immediately moved on and didn't talk or yeah. think too much about it. We just saved up money and went back and finished it. But it's yeah. like that day, I was, like, devastated. Like I, was I remember like, you were upset. You were tweaking. I was like, you because cool? I hate Because I had to call up to that studio and cancel, and we were going to finish yeah. it that day. I was going to have something done, and I had to, ugh. And no, I, I don't know. It was just like one of those things that, like, I felt like I told you all about, and you guys were like, "Okay," and then we just never talked about it again. Yeah, but then I had some stuff going on too. Cause that's, I think that's when my door was off the hinge and shit. <laughs> and I was like, I know, cause I'm very detailed. I know my stuff's been moved around. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. I can be chilling. I can be drunk, and like, you know, what I'm saying, I'd be very coherent. Like, I don't forget certain shit. I just, so I was like, I was I like, just I was remember. like, I know, I put this here. I didn't spend it. I know I didn't use this. Where's my shit? I just remember so, you hiding money all over the place and like yeah, bro, because my door random... fucked up. <laughs> I know, but yeah. it was like under this uh, under this book in this can. <laughs> you know, there's there's twenty seven dollars, and then you could search somewhere else and probably find money, but not where you yeah, expect man. it. That's the old school ways before banks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely a server that is for sure do you that all, that, <laughs> all that cash just lying around yeah but yeah that was crazy but then we yeah, got that I was song mad about that shit too cause yeah we got that song yeah. done and that I feel like that went well and then we did uh, the whole art the rest of the art Vandalay with Jeff and that's when Jeff kind of came into the picture a little bit and uh, mm. we did an Oxide here in town and yes I think you did record four tracks in like two or three hours <laughs> for that yeah and that was a fun little time though because we did easy but no die faster than we normally did it yeah on crack yeah <laughs> with the with the nice. super long intro that blair insisted yeah. upon doing where it was like you have to listen to <laughs> a minute it's very movie s though man if i had the equipment man i would definitely do a raw as a music video yeah i mean it's, i always picture the intro he's like on top of a cliff kind of dark you know what i'm saying could be kind of daytime into the dark you know what i'm saying he's going from the water and then coming up high kind of some like game of thrones shit i i just playing until you zoom in on him you know what i'm saying be kind of tight i definitely remember that description that he gave um yeah and, man i mean it's not a bad intro it's just uh i feel like that's like this is long yeah that was one of our best songs like i want to get to the song it's a cool I intro always, i always suggest to do a part one part two y'all like nah I was like, bro, that's what rock well, songs do. I think do. my vote and was just together intros. My Anyways, vote, everybody knows that shit. My vote just sat on not doing it, but nah, I like it, bro. It builds up nice. It just like the little sound on the waves crashing, kind of. If it's we were nice, gonna do it, we should have done it nice the way you're sound. saying. Yeah, 
or you, you can do uh, the way you did ESCD, interlude, whatever. And people will still listen to that because they like it. Right. It sounds good. And I but mean, they also have the opportunity to fast forward. Right. You feel me? Yeah. And I mean, I could. So my YouTube, I have it split it up already. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I could, I could do that now pretty easy. But, you know, those tracks are all kind of, I mean, we had more of an idea of how to do it then, which was good. Yeah. Like we were learning yeah. how to record, but I don't think we yeah. did it amazingly by any means um yeah i think we didn't know the we knew like the how to how to do the process of it now but we didn't know the sounds we were really shooting for I right feel like. we were trying to get something out there right that's not bad either you know what i'm saying yeah that's start somewhere it's definitely more people the big, want strength of that more the big d method i think yeah because i used to uh, post flyers on campus and shit I would put the three songs I think that people would listen to, you know, or if I would ran up on them, and I gave them a fire. I was like, hey, we're playing here in Wootoo Woods. And they were like, all right. And they're like, uh, uh, I remember like, doing yeah, that. Man, we're getting your face, man. That's how I ran to my friend Brandon, bro. Brandon Gers. He played rugby at ISU. And he was with my childhood friend, bro. <laughs> we used to play football at recess all the time. We used to beat on each other. Cause he got a twin brother, Dylan. And, and he, I knocked on, I knocked on his door. So I he would have been was from some flyers up in an apartment. He walked in the hallway. I looked at him. I was like, Brandon? And he said, Griff? I was like, get the fuck out of here. So like, he would have been from Bolingbrook? Yeah, he's from the Bolingbrook area. Right. I, I lived in Bolingbrook. That's when I went to school. Right. I don't know where he went prior and after. And then, I think he's in Chicago right now. And then you but. just randomly ran into him at ISU? Yeah, man. Now I would never <laughs> know, man. They call him, his nickname was football because he played rugby, but he played like a football player. Hmm. He was a good football player. I used, but, to, uh, I used to go yeah. around ISU and do those flyers so so much. I remember doing that. Like, yeah, man, you and me always put shows. in the footwork for sure. Uh, Kev had his days, too. We would have a stack and pass them out. Right. Me and you definitely. Uh, would just oh, yeah, shout out Sammy Eads, too, man. She used to <laughs> yeah. help me out with Yeah, the, because we used to print the fly- <laughs> flyers with yeah, their account. Yeah, she get her ID at, at Wesleyan, Wesleyan yeah. And then we would sneak in, <laughs> use her password. She supported us. And then just print out as many flyers as we could yeah people be like i'll be turning off so like what are you doing are you in a band I'm like oh yeah can i get a flyer like hell yeah <laughs> yeah go around the little dorms and post that shit yeah that shit was fun bro it's just a different different world really back then you know there was i mean there was myspace and a little bit of facebook but it was not like very band yeah in those, in those intro years that you're talking about yeah so it was like, like before we could drink alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a weird section. So we used to play Oval Room and Blair was 21, and we weren't. We had to leave early and shit. <laughs> God, and man. then we came back. We were 21 finally. And then we, put, we played that. Remember that one three-piece show we did up at the Elbow Room? And we played in the like, Cajon? Yeah, you played the Cajon and that drunk was lady. Was you and Donnie? Yeah, Donnie and Ross played, but there was some yeah, like yeah. super weird technical difficulty happened they were using my guitars and like one of them was sounding super funky and i was like trying to fix it like the whole time they played and i couldn't until after he was done i realized that i restrang the guitar from top to bottom and like messed up the bridge tension or the saddle tension and this is like way before i was fixing guitars this is like the a lesson i learned from this specific instance where i always start at the middle when i restring guitars and work myself outwards because it keeps the tent the tension on the saddle more even but anyway so i spent the whole time trying to trying to fix the sound of his guitar through the pa while they were playing i could not do it and then we went up to play and in our like during our maybe it was like right before we started or 
right at, right after we played a song, like for sound check, this really drunk lady comes up and she just like oh, yeah. bitches me Was out. Was she married or what or something? <laughs> I had no idea, she had, but she kept saying she did, that. Oh, she was a teacher. She was yep, a teacher. she said she was a teacher, and she said, "I know what you yeah. were doing that whole time." And she, I guess, in her head, the only thing I can make <laughs> sense cougars, of it, man. the only thing I can make sense too. of it is that she thought that instead of me trying to fix the sound. That I was fucking up their set. She was drunk as fuck, though. I know, and it just put me in such a weird. I remember mood her now, and dude. She's like Italian style. Got us all off guard, and just like went so hard on me. And then she was like talking about how you and Kev were like good, and she like liked you guys. Yeah, she loved it. She's like, I love you guys. I love you. But and she just, looked at you mad. I was like, is she like trying to flip revolvers because she wants to make out with you in the alley? You know, <laughs> some girls are crazy like that, bro. I have no idea. It was they just, come at you hard, shit. They want you to say some crazy shit. So, Not like disrespectful. They want you to be like. I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't give a fuck. And then I'll be cool with you. <laughs> Except I'm not that cool. And I did give a fuck. And it probably ruined my whole set. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were mad as hell, bro. Yeah, it's like, I can't believe that. Like, why? That bartender, she put me on to uh, Sailor Jerry's, the show before we played. The, the time before that, we played at Elbow Room. We played downstairs. Was that with we... Reverent Few with Nick and Paige's band? That was, yeah. Dude, Shout that show was They're crazy. down in Texas still, too, man. Yeah, Paige, I... I, I Watch their there. page a lot. I'm always sharing their live streams and stuff. They're yep. they're really good. But I just joined um, that group too. But um, yeah, that show was crazy. It was like a packed elbow room. We'd never pay, played for a packed elbow room. Yeah, I always almost hit my head on that stage all the time because <laughs> the drummer in the back box is like a a cut down box, and I would say, "Don't forget to duck." <laughs> How many times did we play at that place? I mean, it had to be Man, like at least five or six. Some shit like that. It was a lot. You probably of times. played a couple more than that. Yeah, I played a couple. I don't remember, just and I'm probably blurring them all together. Sets. But I remember, like, a couple times we played probably like 10. Monday played or Tuesday, like weird off nights because actually you are right. We did play. It was nights. all it all <laughs> dependent on the draw you had on what night you could shows. play, and then they. I remember one of them they like webcasted, and that was like a, like they streamed our concert, like what I've been doing for the last two months. But yeah. it was like, you know, that was like... I still two. wanted copies of that. That's when I had that red, black and red plaid shirt on. And then that one, Doug, the first time we played there, we played like five songs and Doug, Dougie Fresh, taped yeah. it. Remember that? I do. <laughs> he kept shouting in between. That was on our little DVD we made. We made a yep. Four Architects DVD. I mean, I think he did. I don't think I really had much to <laughs> do with it. But, but. Oh, shit. I remember that one was online for a while that we did. Dude, I'm a lot so. of people were digging us after that, too, man. We got off the stage because I saw people because, you know, certain shows, they have like photographer crowns, like official ones. Right. And I remember like this one lady with glasses and other dude on the other side and like what we're playing because, you know, I'm always scanning the room when I'm playing and shit. And they're like, because I watched, because I saw them taking pictures earlier than we were playing. They were like, hello, taking pictures. They're talking and pointing and shit. And I got off and they're like, like, yeah, man, what you guys' name again, man? Yeah, man, dude. Because they asked if we were local locals. Like, bro. Right. Like, we're down in ISU and shit, but. Yeah, that, yeah, that show is. Cause I think I talked to them to you because you think you had cards. I didn't have cards. That show that show was semi-busy, but that was a multi-band yeah. set that we were. It wasn't like a battle of the bands, but we were only playing like It was five some magazine songs. thing. Yeah, they had some magazine. They were trying to promote some magazine thing. I don't remember what it was. And then we played down. outside down there in a couple the guy was trying to sell you something wasn't he my bad i, I don't remember that i'm gonna have second lag on there it's all good. there was a guy uh 
remember we came in and came out, and some guy was trying to sell you some package for like $300 for something. I remember I asked you, like, what, like what's wrong? Like, we're going up the stairs when you walk into the into elbow room. You know how I am. I probably wasn't even paying attention when the guy was talking to me. Yeah, he's trying to say wristband. You, probably, you probably heard the whole conversation where I was thinking, like, <laughs> well, if we, you know, if we start with that song, I need to restring my guitar before we start. But uh, wasn't, wasn't elbow room the same spot, too, where... Nah, was it? Maybe no. Maybe that was Congress Theater when uh that one band. No, 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 no. That was that was Elbow Room. What? what? They, remember they went to that cupcake place down the block, and they spent like I don't know fifty or hundred dollars on cupcakes. And at the end of this, they had this like it was a very mixed band. Like this Asian chick was on keys and she was killing that shit. That I remember They're, more than the cupcake thing. But yeah, at the end of their set, they just. It was their thing. We looked them up online or something. They're known for. I forgot what their name was. They gave out but they was no. They smashed them. Remember oh, they, they smashed them on each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, was there? I feel like there was balloons involved somewhere. Possibly so. Like, they're a decent artist. It wasn't really my sound, you know. But right. They had a lot going on because we saw them carrying a box. They're like, yeah, these are for our show. Because we saw them outside or some shit. We didn't think nothing of it because they were walking like from the place or some shit. And then at the end of the set, they're like, yeah. You know, it's our thing. It's that time, like you know, we we had to. They, they were talking about how the how much they cost or something. They're like, these are kind of pricey, but I remember they said that shit. But that's crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't know what they were gonna do. And I just started smashing. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, but that shit was interesting to me. I I it's probably after our set, so I was just like, well, this is what I did wrong. <laughs> I was a little flat. You probably but, were. Yeah, I, you should have been right there though, because we used to all watch the shows together. I know, but I just, I just remember that shit was weird. But you, you do at the show. You're still like thinking, even though you're watching. You're like not watching. So yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm in my head as much as I was before the show, just like thinking about how That's the crazy, show bro. went. Yeah. I know. I w- I could have enjoyed so much more time if I would just like let that shit go. Yeah, but I'm. All- it's all good, man. At least you know now. You're still young, bro. It's good yeah. you didn't stop until you're like sixty. Then you have a problem. Well, now it's just a problem I'm trying to fix. I haven't solved it, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> I I don't know. I I still I'm in the habit of like right after a show's over, if I filmed it or something, I will watch it from start to finish. Yeah, and I do that too. I like that shit too much. I mean, and then I'm listening to like my my like critiquing my podcast, and I'm critiquing my recordings, and I'm. Uh, yeah. It just is too much of me. I feel like I... I always look up YouTube videos, man. They have a lot of good instructionals, whether people are on point or not. Check out the little reviews and shit. And, uh, I'm a visual. I like to read, too, but it's nice to... Honestly, I like to... Like, subtitles type shit, I like to read and watch. But if I had a chance for visuals, I kind of like to see. You know what I'm saying? Because even on paper, they'll tell you to do one thing, but it's not the real world. So you got to, like, see it. They're like, turn, this, turn the wrist when it's this way. And when you do that, you'll hear a click. And then the person would be like, you hear this click? That's not what you need. You need to hear this hard click, you know? So, like, you would have never known that shit if you read just this the This is a classic example of when you start talking about something really specific, and I just cannot follow it. Like, I, what, <laughs> what are you even talking about It's here? just saying sometimes things are on paper, or on paper but, but what? it's not always super finite. I feel There's like I just missed a step in the middle, like, of what there we were talking about, what we were talking about before, and then what... How'd we end up talking about that? <laughs> I don't know. 
I just get lost very easily. Yeah, see, I, I was on the path, Chad, but you just made me <laughs> go off. I could have told you, like, right. probably five seconds before that. Right. Because now I'm thinking about two different things. But anyway, but, I, th- I think that's yeah. probably uh, we've bo- either entertained or bored people to death. One one of those two. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're bored, man. <laughs> they know the, the if they're, if they're of, listening uh, at this big part. Big <laughs> It's classic, yeah. I, I, Back in uh, the mid T-Way days. But, we still yeah, got more T-Way days, man. I, but, I know, hope so. I'm going to keep plugging away. Right now. And then I'm going to yeah. hope that something happens someday where we can get you playing with me again. But... Yeah, bro. We'll work know. it out, man. I don't know how to make it happen. You all the way in Vegas. <laughs> There's always a way. Yeah. I mean, I miss it, and I miss you. And, uh, yeah, I'm, man. I'm, Same here, bro. You already know, man. I'm glad that uh, this was an excuse to kind of reminisce about... Because, I mean, I feel like there's so much time that, like, just don't ever think about, you know, that... Um, yeah. And then when we start talking like this and start... Yeah, we still have more stories to tell, because we can do a whole interview and more stories. I, I, I Definitely. I mean, there's infinite ones. Um, there's the, we could do a No Chili Cheese Fries episode. <laughs> <laughs> just call it that. Just damn No Chili Cheese Fries. <laughs> People like, what is this supposed to be? Oh, man. That brings me back. That place was decent, though. That plays across the street, right? The, from yeah, the, from yeah. the elbow room, right? Because <laughs> yeah, we ate there, there a lot. Yeah, and and actually, I, that's, how, that's how I remember it, honestly. And then, I, like, some of the shows blur in, but, like, we ate there a lot, so I know we played there a lot. I had a stress just, dream about Big D no, I think about it. being late for the show because he was eating chili fries. <laughs> and then we went to that place right before we our and show. And I chili cheese fries. <laughs> and they had chili cheese fries on the menu. I was like, D, do not get those chili cheese fries. <laughs> I haven't had them in a long time, but I do like chili cheese fries, though. Well, who doesn't? But it was just... <laughs> I just watched that Sonic movie the other day, like, probably two weeks ago. I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. That's Jim Carrey's new. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a goofy little decent thing. I haven't heard Carrey in a while, man. Yeah. I rock with him. I know people say he went crazy for a while, but sometimes he's got to lean back, soak things in. Let's I think see with that up, you know? Andy Kaufman stuff, he, he got a little little uh, introspective a little, and crazy. A little jokerish. Yeah, yeah, a little bit methody and um, really got into the human psyche and stuff like that. That, like... Yeah. I was one of those movies that, like, I was so excited for because, like, uh, it was coming out and it's about this guy I didn't really know know much about, but legend, you know, Andy Kaufman. So I watched mm-hmm. a bunch of documentaries on Andy Kaufman right before, and right. then I watched Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey, and it was just like mm-hmm. him doing. He was acting out. So the, well, he was just acting out the footage I just watched, and he was. I mean, he did an amazing job at it, but I knew all those scenes and Parts. stuff yeah. like with Andy Kaufman in there so it just like wasn't that exciting I would didn't get but now if I go back and rewatch I'm like because there's so much time separation you're like man he really mm-hmm. like got into that like mm-hmm. that headspace yeah but, sometimes like that for music too when people do remixes or I know even when I was growing up we hear a song we're like man it sounds good and then like my aunties or grandparents or uncles would be like like nah nah Nephew, like, you know, this song's from the 70s. They just remixed it. So we grew up not knowing that for Just like the kids nowadays. Right. There's some, like, there's a song I had on radio like a month ago that's a cut of an Usher song, pretty much. I was like, this song's so familiar. Like, they just took the hook off this whole song, you know? <laughs> but newer kids nowadays think that's that's their beat solely. Right. They don't know if that's coming from that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but we so all went, just, like, teach we the kids all went through that. 
I think everybody everybody goes through that when they're young and they get get exposed to something for the first time. I remember I got really into Johnny Cash through the movie Walk the Line. I mean, I I was you did go through a phase. You and I, me both, not Johnny Cash, where I wore black for like a year. <laughs> you Every show I wore the uh, jeans, some Jordans, and a that was the classic look. Black shirt. You, know? you, you can't yeah, go wrong. Some kind of black. Or some shit. But uh, I remember watching watching that. I still, I'm still a huge Johnny Cash fan, and uh, there was a, yeah. a time where I couldn't really get into his voice because I didn't really understand it, and I couldn't really take into account the time that it was recorded and. Yeah, you know, what he was doing with it, and like you should was... sing deeper like that, not as deep as him, bro. But you should get down there, man. Well, that's where you at, bro. I've been. And I've you bet... got those peaks that you do. That what made me think of that was you were talking about the remixes, and I I'd cover a lot yeah. of a lot of cat. I do like a three song, uh, tri- like trilogy of cash tunes, and it's like I can get into yeah. my my cash voice kind of, and I like I I kind of. I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to get in that headspace and get into that. Like, I don't know. It's it's like you're imitating, but you're doing your own version of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Try to go off your natural voice, man. Just kick it up a notch, man. So you got that little voice anyway. You got the accent. Sometimes you have an accent like you're from overseas or some shit. Like when you say Allie, you say Ollie. <laughs> yeah, I I I talk funny. <laughs> so you, I just, you should feed into that. It shit, used you know? to be a lot worse though. I don't know if you remember those high school recordings, but. Mm-hmm. I used to like sound like I was from a different country. Maybe if, if yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what country. Yeah, you did. You just have a little t- <laughs> tick, man. Some words you say, you just say them different. Just like just oh, the way it is, man. It's how you were born, how you were made. Right. Influences. But anyway, yeah, man. I think I'm trying to book that shit. I think we've probably talked for maybe a long time. So like two hours, hour and a half, <laughs> maybe longer. I think it's probably longer. But. <laughs> Anyway, you should give me a copy of this, bro, before you splice it and after you splice it, because I just want to hear how it sounds fluid. It's gonna take me probably a good week to get it. Cause yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've never it. done it where I've had, I've never done RAM shit specs. I've, I've never done it, you know, the remote way like this, and I've never yeah. done it. Um, you well, know, I hope it's all we recorded, bro. It is. Not been a good conversation. I got three different <laughs> full tracks full. And that's probably forty minutes of recording per. So I, most of my podcasts are twenty, thirty minutes top. So this will definitely be the longest one I've ever done. So, but yeah. I think it was you know having you on. I haven't you know we haven't really done, talked reminisced yeah. about this stuff in a while. So hell, we still have hella, mo- hella moist stories, bro. Right, right. I said well, almost said like said hella moist. I know some people don't like that, <laughs> but I mean we're talking. Where moist doesn't bother me. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think about like. Personal parts, man. I think of cupcakes, and I don't even like cupcakes like that. <laughs> I just think of Morris, like Betty Crocker trying to sell me some shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, Morris, I, 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 think I barely know what you're saying. With chocolate frosting on top. Just how, moist. That's what I. That's what I see. You in just my went, brain. went hard on the moist stuff. Cause I just uh, from my words, it sounded kind of like moist <laughs> in my brain. It's no, like a, it's like a boomerang echo effect. So I have to speak on it. Because there's going to be that one person out of whatever thousand, whatever it is. That doesn't like, like the he word just, moist. He just said moist. It's not like he's going to rewind it. He or she going to rewind it. Like, yeah, he did try to say moist. <laughs> so I had to speak on it, even though it took me 45 seconds to explain some very detailed shit. Yeah. Right. That's but, a nice little backtrack, bro. On the back, man, you got a lot of stuff going on in the oh, back yeah, back there, bro. I guess I can kind of show you here if I can. 
Well, the ce- the ceiling loaded. Oh shit! Is that a fire hazard, bro? <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know how many lights in here? You'd probably. You're fucking crazy, fam. Well, I got light there. I got this light there. This fool said probably. I got light there. What room is this, man? This is same crib, right? Did I visit it. Yeah, yeah. The floor looks this? terrible. I mean, it's messy and not good. Okay, I see it. We got we got real wild that first week of quarantine. So. Mm. And she she was doing the ceiling before that. She had the idea to do the ceiling like that, which it looks pretty cool. I don't really know. It definitely keeps it busy, man. Even if someone spaces out for a minute, they'll look around the background and come right back to it. Right. Some people get their ADD, bro. Well, when you're doing a one-shot live stream or video, I feel like you got to have some stuff to look at. Yeah. Something or someone, as they say. Right. All right, dude. Well, it's been good talking to you. And uh, I'm going to hit stop on the recording here. So as always, if you took the time to listen, I really appreciate you. Got some interesting stuff coming up. Some guests, some extra guests on the podcast. Like I was saying before in a previous podcast, I was hoping to, you know, have more on that front and... So I'm going to be having Donnie Sartoris from the Heroic Charade this coming week. And I'm going to have Kendrick Coates, who's you know, a good friend for a long time. You know, went to high school together. And uh, then Stephen Jewell from uh, Culture Productions, Culture Creative. And, you know, I had I had a couple shows that I haven't really talked about yet. And some other crazy stuff kind of going on. So I am going to be talking, probably release maybe a little one sometime. Just solo and talk about that stuff a little bit. So that's kind of where we're at. Again, I appreciate you. And I will talk to you next time.